black marks on that county road Where we drag raced our pickups and Mustangs And weathered all the summer rain And to this day up on that overpass we're here at Loveland High School on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. It's a rematch. It's a battle between the Milford Eagles and the Loveland Tigers. It's homecoming week for these Tigers. And Loveland wins the toss, defers to the second half, and Milford is kicking from left to right. For Brock Faulkner, our engineer, and Kyle Howard, this is Lee W. Mound with you here on ESP Media. Thanks for joining us. As the Loveland Tigers make it to the field, Loveland 0-4 on the season, Milford 2-2. Both teams lost their opening ECC matchup. Milford, they have already defeated the Loveland Tigers for the Miami Township victory bell by a 47-13 margin. As Cloud threw for 171 yards, a touchdown and interception. But on the other side for Milford, Johnson threw for 271 yards and five touchdowns. Gentlemen, we are set to do battle here from Loveland High School. What are some of the keys to the game? Well, uh, obviously uh, stopping the pass tonight is going to be a big thing for us. It's a very pass-heavy team with Milford, so be able to have a good secondary tonight, play, stay at home, know your routes, and uh, win the line of scrimmage tonight. Get, get off to a good start running the ball tonight, kind of control the game. You have the home crowd, it's homecoming. Take advantage of that tonight. Logan Farnsworth set to kick it away for the Loveland Tigers. They'll head from the right to the left here on ESP Media. However you catch us, it's a low bouncer picked up now by Milford and Jackson Stickle. Stickle will bounce his way to the 35 of the Eagles. And that's where the Milford Eagles will start this contest. Six seconds in after the kickoff. First and 10 Milford at their own 35-yard line here on a gorgeous Friday evening. Week 5 already. Antoine Webster there on the tackle there to in that one there's a nice run there on the return and good field position to start here for Milford at about the 36 yard line. It's first and 10 for the Milford Eagles and quarterback Hunter Johnson, a senior, six foot two senior. He'll have three wide receivers to the left, one back behind him and to the right and it's a handoff for the first offensive play and it's a pickup of about five for Milford. A good running play up the middle and it's spotted right at the Eagles 40 yard line for an even pickup of four. They spot the ball at the 36 for a second down and six opportunity for Milford. Max Ward's on the field here. He's not normally a starter for the team, but he's in the backfield. He had three receptions for three touchdowns in that game a couple weeks ago. It's now second down and six at Milford's 40, needing to get to their own 46 for a fresh set of downs. It's a keep by Johnson up the middle and picked off nicely by Vince Ringland. And Ringland is in Loveland territory, quickly slicing his way and knocked down at the 45-yard line of the Tigers. And it's first and 10 Milford as the chains move for the visitors. Nice pass up the middle for Johnson finding Vince Ringland who comes into today's game, 167 yards and two touchdowns. That's the most yardage by a wide receiver for this Milford squad. It's a fake, and it's bounced off the forearm of Loveland's Trent Williamson. He had a nice game, and Loveland's 39-0 loss at with throw for the defensive Tigers. Came around the outside edge and got his hand on, swatted it away there, and good start here in this, uh, fir this first down series. Yeah, and as you said, Kyle, they are a pass-heavy defense, so 
Um, you'd like to get pressure on him, but even if you can't get to him, you got to get those hands up and deflect the pass just like he did. 10.59 to go in the opening quarter. No score. We're on our first offensive possession for Milford. They're in Loveland territory. Johnson to the right. It's broken up. Looking again for Ringland. And it burps in and out of the hands of the wide receiver in his junior year at MHS. And it brings up a third and 10 situation at Loveland's 45. Loveland defense bringing the pressure there. That's something that uh, Hunter Johnson struggled with this year. And his Princeton earlier on this year was, uh, they were in the game for a while here. Got to the third quarter, or the fourth quarter, is 14-7. But Princeton started laying on the pressure and he just couldn't handle it. First turnover, that's what Loveland has to do tonight to, to give themselves an edge. Two receivers on both sides for Johnson, but the back towards his left. Ten seconds left on the play clock as Johnson goes to the right. And Ringland jumps. And he makes the catch before he goes out of bounds. And that should be enough for a Milford first down. They'll mark him at Loveland's 34-yard line. It's first and 10 Eagles as Milford is flying down the field in their first offensive possession. I thought that was a little bit of a generous, generous of a spot there. I thought they put him a yard pass where he would have been. Either way, it would have been a first down. Two catches for Ringland. It's first and 10 Milford. Three to the left, one to the right for Johnson. He'll snap his hands, get the ball, fake off again to Ringland once more, and he's past the Loveland 20, tumbles down right around the Loveland 17-yard line. It's another first down for Milford as Johnson and company moving the nest quite quickly here to start off this first quarter. No score but 10.41 to go in our opening quarter. Really not much of a rush there coming from the Loveland defense, and that's what allowed him to have time and zip it across the middle. They're also doing good getting those quick slant passes and, and so he doesn't have to hold on to the ball very long. He's back there for about two seconds before he throws it. Ringland on the right. It's a fake handoff and it's a keep by Johnson. He'll be bumped down around the Loveland 15-yard line. That's a pickup of, give it three. It'll be second down and let's call that six at Loveland's 14-yard line. Zach Owens, a linebacker, sweeps in and makes a tackle there at the end of the play. If not, he's got some more yards in front of him. Zach Owens just named a captain on Loveland squad just a couple days ago. And you can find out about that on Twitter at LHS underscore Tiger FB. It's now second down and six for Milford, deep in the red zone for Loveland. It's Johnson to left, and it's picked, oh. off, picked off by Zach Owens. And what a great grab there. He actually overran it when he was coming to undercut that there. Reached back and got it with a one-hand grab. Almost looked like a forearm bounce for Zach Owens. And he shows why he was deserving of that captain C. And what a better way to respond to that. And the play before that saved a touchdown, possibly. Now a turnover here deep in their own territory. So they're able to control uh, allowing the uh, Milford offense to go down the field and score an opening drive touchdown. They have a chance to get to do the same themselves now here at the ball. Entering to the field, Calvin Cloud has six touchdowns on the year for the Loveland Tigers. Sets it up with three Wide receivers to the left as Lovin goes from right to left. Quick pass to the right and burping his way through. That's a pickup of about four. Cloud completes his first pass of the night. And it's second down and six for the Tigers at their own 20-yard line. And for Hunter Johnson, that's now six interceptions in the last two games for him. It's been a rough go of it. Now 12 interceptions on the season to match with his eight touchdowns on the year. It's second down and six. Quick handoff as this Tigers offense wastes little time. And that's a stop around the line of scrimmage. Actually, that's a loss of about half a yard. We'll call it third down and seven for Loveland at their own 19-yard line. 9.05 remains in our 
opening quarter. It's homecoming weekend here at LHS. And I tell you, these stands are packed. It's a great crowd, lots of black and orange as Cloud gets the high snap, rolls towards his left, and throws it and finds his intended receiver at the 32. He will connect with Ethan Lund, the sophomore wide receiver, and that's a fresh set of downs for Loveland. First down for the Tigers at their own 31-yard line. Nice grab by Ethan Lund. He had to come back to get it and also had to reach up to catch the ball. Empty back for Cloud. He'll go towards the left, finding Bailey Jackson. And Jackson spun around, knocked down right around the 32-yard line. That's a pickup of one, actually two. It'll be second and eight on the Tigers' own 33-yard line. No score, 8.28 and rolling to go in this first quarter. It's Cloud now, bouncing to the right, chased in pursuit by Cam Zoromski. And Cloud finds a wide receiver pass midfield. That's Austin Lodor, the tight end for the Tigers. That's a great catch. That is a gain of, I believe that's about 14 yards. That's a fresh set of downs now in Milford territory. 8-13 and rolling to go in the first, still no score. It's a leaping catch there for Lodor. It's Cloud, one back towards his left, three on the left, going that way, and it's a little short, intended for Bailey Jackson. It bounces underneath his kneecaps, and it's second and 10 at Milford's 47-yard line. So right off the bat, we saw Milford go heavy on the pass by Johnson, and an interception by Mil uh, Loveland, Zach Owens, gives Cloud the ball, and Loveland's marching down the field quickly. Second and 10, but the clock stopped. 8.02 to go in the first, no score. It's a reversal back to Cloud, and Cloud deep down the field. And there's a flag, but it's caught by Ethan Lund. Swart, well, he drops it. Lund drops it. Lots of competition around for that ball. It looked like Lund was going to come down with it, but it's incomplete. There was a flag, however. And it looks like it's against the Eagles. Yeah, I did think he came down with it as well. He must have saw something on the back end there. The ball must have hit the ground as he came down. But nice effort there, and pass interference going to negate it anyway. So move down the field regardless. Referee marches down to the turf and plants the ball at Milford's 31-yard line. It's first and 10, Loveland rolling closer to the Eagles' red zone. No scores, 7.52 to go in the first quarter as the sun sets to the west. Beautiful sight here. Like I mentioned, incredible amount of people, including some representatives of the 1969 class. It's Cloud with the handoff, and it's snuffed out quickly by Milford. That's a pickup of one. They'll get to the Eagles' 30-yard line. It's second down and nine for Loveland and Calvin Cloud. Loveland's doing a good job moving the ball here, really trying to capitalize off that turnover. And they could get some points here on this drive. It could be a great way to start this ball game. Cloud and empty back, three on the left, two receivers to the right, goes for the short man, and quickly knocked down Austin Lordor, his second catch of the night. He'll scoop up maybe two yards, and it looks like the ball would be spotted at, no, it's back to the 30-yard line, no gain. It's third down and eight for Loveland of Milford's 30. 7-13 and rolling to go in the first quarter. It's been an area of struggle here this year for Loveland. They're 8 of 39 on third down this year. Cloud with the ball on third down, looks towards his left and gets it. And it's bobbled out of the hands of Ethan Lund, but the flag quickly comes in. 
And they got a break there with that flag. It actually came out of the hands of Ethan Lund and into the defenders for Milford. So it was Chase Hodge was going to get flagged here in the back end, I believe. He threw a big shove right before the ball came in. And it's another first down for the Tigers. That's the second first down on penalties for Loveland. 6.57 to go. The chains are moving, and the ball is spotted at Milford's 15-yard line. The Loveland Tigers are in the red zone and just 15 yards away from striking first in this homecoming match. Milford really shooting themselves in the foot so far here. The penalties, back, two pass interference calls that have moved Loveland right down the field. Two receivers checking on the near side. It's a fake handoff. Flag flying as Cloud. Deep dish to the end zone, and Lund, he does not make the catch in the end zone. He goes in the white, but the flag came towards Cloud, and it's offensive holding against the Loveland Tigers. So Milford, they have two pass interference calls against their defense, but Loveland makes an offensive foul, and they're being pushed back 10 yards. So I'll put the Tigers back at Milford's 30-yard line. It'll be first and long for these Tigers. Still no score, 6.50 to play in our opening quarter here. It's Cloud, open back, three to the left, goes to the right, and it's dropped quickly. Good coverage there by Milford. And Michael Lutzen, a senior defensive linebacker, he was there for the coverage. It's incomplete, now second down and 24, rather, for Loveland at Milford's 30. Cloud will send three back to the left. Bailey Jackson closest to the offensive line. A back swoops from right to left as Cloud back towards the Milford 40 and off the hand of Bailey Jackson. Hits sharply off his right palm, incomplete. And it's third down and 24, Loveland at Milford's 30 with 6.40 to go in the first quarter. That's a catch that Bailey Jackson wants to have there. He had a lot of running room in front of him. He's catching in stride. Had he, had he held on, he would have been in stride when he caught the ball. Big play here for Kevin Cloud and the Loveland offense. They'll focus most of their wide receivers to the left, four in fact, and Cloud keeps it himself. He's got some open turf. He's dancing past the 20, and he's brought down close to the original line of scrimmage. That's a pickup of about 12, but it's fourth down and about 12 back in Milford's red zone as the field goal unit coming out with Luca Aquilino. Aquilino, excuse me. Aquilino having a good year. He plays quite a back of quarterback on this team as well. And he'll hold for Logan Farnsworth, the sophomore kicker. They'll set up with 10 seconds on the play clock as the snap. It's coming. It's the place. And Farnsworth with the boot. And it's no good. I think he hooked it a little wide right of the poles. And Milford takes it back on downs. 5.49 to go in the first quarter. No score between Milford and Loveland. We'll send it back to a break here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Entrust the buying and selling of your home to Sipsy Klein's number one Loveland agent, Kelly Williams. With over 25 years of living in Tiger Nation, Kelly truly cares about the community and her clients. Call her to get the most out of your experience. You can reach Kelly at 513-348-4548. That's 513-348-4548. 
First and 10, Milford at their own 20-yard line. No score, 5.49 to play in our opening quarter. And the Eagles, that's Hunter Johnson keeping the ball and slicing his way close to a first down. He's short by about a yard, maybe a half yard. He's brought down by the Tigers, Jake Katsonis. It's second down and two, rather, for Milford. Now at their own 29-yard line. Both teams with promising starts in their first offensive possession, but turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. It's two stalled drives here that really took away points for both teams. Johnson slaps his hands together and feeds the ball to the running back, and he'll zip down the field, past midfield, past the 40, lost the ball, it's out of play. That was carried by Caleb Johns. He's a junior running back. Johns, 204 yards on the year, three touchdowns. That was his 43rd carry. He lost the ball before going out of bounds. But that's a big chunk of yardage for Milford's offense to make on the ground. And it's first and 10 in Loveland territory. Sparta at the Tigers 26 yard line. Get 221 yards on the ground coming into tonight. Caleb Johns is their lead back and he's a power back. It's first and 10. Closed up formation as Johnson spiraled to the right. Ringland, touchdown Milford. Vince Ringland comes down with his third touchdown on the year. Nice spiral right to him. And he beats the one-on-one -on -one coverage into the end zone. And Milford strikes on two plays in their second offensive drive. 4.52 to go in quarter number one. Milford leads 6-0 as the extra point attempt happening shortly. It was a good pass there. Hit him right in stride and led him far enough so DeMargo Johnson had no chance of getting to it. Grace Ertl in for the extra point. She received the ball. It's a snap and it's a little short. Will not get to the crossbar. And the extra point is no good. Milford 6, Loveland 0, 4.52 to play in our opening quarter here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. We'll be back. Abco Pavement Services LLC has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. strikes first. They're 2-0 on the year when they strike first. The Eagles are. As it's Milford 6, Loveland 0 and the Eagles set to kick it away. That's Vince Ringland. He does the kickoffs for the Eagles. So last week we had Daniel Ingram who was a triple threat. Runner, quarterback, punter. And now we have Ringland who can do a little bit of it all. Good on the defensive side of the ball. Great on the offensive side that Touchdown pass right into his hands. And 
now he'll kick it away to Loveland's offense. I believe that's Bailey Jackson set to return along with Tyler Lake as the flock, the Milford student section, dressed up in camo, jumping up, and it's a touchback into the arms of Tyler Lake. And Loveland gets the ball via touchback. 4.52 to go in our opening quarter here. It's Milford 6, Loveland 0. It's a beautiful night. It's homecoming week for these Tigers. I tell you, these stands are jam-packed. And the other side, they're jam-packed as well for Milford. They brought a loud student session with them on the opposite side as well. So exciting uh, game. Obviously a rivalry here tonight. And uh, tonight, Loveland trying to get back the bell. Now, Milford already claimed it earlier in the season, if you're wondering how that's possible, that two ECC foes can play each other twice. Well, the Crosstown showdown, there was a couple teams dropping out. Milford and Loveland said, let's play ball. And that's why you have two regular season matchups between these two schools. Kevin Cloud, first and 10 at his own 20, sends a man in motion and gets a high snap and throws it low out of the reach of Bailey Jackson, a little to the left from Cloud to Jackson. It's incomplete and it will go to second down and 10 at Loveland's 20 with 4.50 to play in our opening quarter. Yeah, we've seen this before when Loveland gives up a score. They, they come out, they try to be a little too perfect and, and Calvin Cloud, they're not trusting his arm and throwing it down into the dirt instead of getting it to his receiver. Two backs on both sides stacked up and two mini eyes as it's Cloud and he'll find uh, Ethan Lund on the left but he's swallowed up quickly by a trio of Eagles. He was held down by Milford getting the first touch in Jackson Stickle. And it's third down and three on that seven yard catch for Lund. Certainly need to get this three yards here and keep the drive going. Don't want to get the ball right back after giving up a score. Two receivers stacked to the right, one on the left. 16 seconds left on the play clock. 4.15 and rolling to go in this first. 6-0 Milford. Fake handoff, Cloud. He'll throw it to the right. First down and the ball comes out. The ball comes out and sworn by Milford. It is a takeaway for the Eagles. A great, great catch. But the ball is fumbled and Milford takes over in Loveland territory. That was Caleb Johns who recovered that football as well. He had a nice run in the last drive to get him down the field to score a touchdown. Here defensively making a big play as well. Brock made a very good point, not trusting Cloud's arm. That's what got Loveland into Milford's red zone, their first offensive possession. And now Milford has it with a chance to go up even further. Currently up 6-0, 4.03 to go in the first as the Eagles back on offense. There's a wide receiver on the left and right and two backs swarming the quarterback. And now for a handoff, it's taken by Johns again. Johns had that big gain and he's rushing through and he's finally taken down right around the 14 yard line of the Tigers. A flag flies in. I tell you, Caleb Johns, you mentioned it Kyle, power back. There's no stopping him even with his jersey getting pulled from behind. Got to hope that's not a face mask as well. It's in the vicinity of that area back, back where it came down. It is. We're going to add more yardage here at the end of the run. Currently, the ball is spotted around the 15-yard line of the Tigers, so you can't give them 15. That put them in the end zone, so it's half the distance to the goal. And the ball will be resting at Loveland's 7-yard line. 
first and goal for Milford as the chains are down. 3.52 to go in our first quarter. Milford 6, Loveland 0, and the clock resumes. Tell you what, he, he's a tough runner there for Milford. Um, that time we had Jake Katsanis uh, jumped on his back there and almost stayed on the full eight seconds while he carried him about 10 yards downfield. Johnson has one right receiver far left, one close right. Johnson wants the ball. He slaps his hands, and we're going to have a flag fly in on that handoff, and I believe that's going to be a false start against the Eagles. And that's a loss of five on Milford. That'll put him behind Loveland's 10 on that loss of five via penalty. That was a handoff to Max Ward, and Loveland thankful for that false start because I think he might have scored there. So first and goal now at Loveland's 12-yard line. 3.30 and rolling to go in this first quarter. 6-0, Milford, your score. Johnson sets up, a back behind him. One right receiver, close right, one far left. It's a handoff again, and running through, Max Ward, touchdown, Milford. That's the senior, Max Ward, barging through, and that gives Milford a 12-0 lead, 3.14 to go in this first quarter. That's four touchdowns on the year for Max Ward, all four against Loveland. That's the last, three, last two weeks now for him. Tell you what, that offensive line for Milford is, is just having their way with the defensive front for Loveland. This almost looks like that trick play. If you remember a couple years back, the Colts tried to do against the Patriots in the playoffs. There are two offensive linemen holding on to the ball, and the rest are shifted towards the left. As Johnson gets the ball, chased by a Tiger, goes to the right, and he sails it a little too far for Vince Ringland. The two-point conversion fails, but Milford has taken a 12-0 lead with 3.14 to go in the first quarter. And we'll send it to the break here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Creating beautiful smiles every day, that is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060. Point conversion fails for the Eagles, but Milford leaves Loveland 12-0 with 3.14 to go in the first quarter here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. We have our engineer, Brock Faulkner, our color commentator, Kyle Howard, and myself, Lee W. Mallon. Thanks for joining us to start off your weekend. Week 5 of high school football, where did the time go? It's a kick by Ringland, and Loveland preparing another touchback. Just in the black paint were the feet of Tyler Lake, and it's first and 10 Loveland at their own 20. Second touchback in a row by Milford's kicking squad. Now, if you're Loveland, you don't, again, you don't want to go into that whole funk that they go into where they're trying to be too perfect, but at the same time, you got to get some points here. You're giving back-to-back possessions back -back here uh, where Milford's gone and scored touchdowns now, so got to cash in now. Uh, got to get yourself back in gear. You had a drive stall earlier on in the game. They're... Had a chance to get a field goal, missed a field goal, and obviously had a chance to get more points, and that didn't, didn't uh, materialize. So, got to get it together here. 
Kevin Clough returns to the turf. And he'll have a single back towards his left. Two receivers checking in, both left and right sides. 12-0, Milford, your score. It's a handoff from Cloud, and the Eagles are swarmed on top at the line of scrimmage, and the refs are going to mark it a gang of about a half yard. It'll be second down and let's call it nine and a half. Three minutes to go in this first quarter. It's 12-0, Eagles, your score. Cloud will set up his formation towards the right. Looking to air it out on the left with two wide receivers spaced out that way. Cloud looks towards his right, and it's caught quickly by Lodor, but swarmed by Milford. Again with a stop is Stickle, Jackson Stickle. That is a pickup of, that's about four yards. We'll call it third and six at Loveland's 24-yard line. 2.22 and rolling to go in this first quarter. 12-0 Milford, your score. Milford looking for the season sweep. Two games for the Eagles to hold on to the Miami Township victory bell. Cloud, two right receivers again on the left and two to the right. And Cloud marches his way through. He's knocked down around the line of scrimmage. But here comes a flag to litter on the artificial turf. And it's going to be offensive holding on the Tigers. Now put him back a couple yards. Penalties starting to affect Loveland a little bit more. Milford on that first drive, they had two crucial defensive pass interferences that got Loveland two sets of downs. Now that offensive holding actually looks like it's waved off as the punting unit's gonna come out there for the Tigers. It's fourth and seven. The clock will resume again with 2.02 to go in our opening quarter. 12-0 Milford, your score. And the two returnees for the Eagles, Max Ward and Jackson Stickle, wait around their 36-yard line for this punt. Yeah, and if you're Loveland, I think you need to try to get uh, Calvin Cloud rolling out of the pocket. He seems to have more time when he does that. And the play clock is stopped, rather, and a timeout has been taken by the Loveland Tigers. 1.39 to go in this first quarter. Timeout Tigers, Milford 12-0 here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Entrust the buying and selling of your home to Sipsy Klein's number one Loveland agent, Kelly Williams. With over 25 years of living in Tiger Nation, Kelly truly cares about the community and her clients. Call her to get the most out of your experience. You can reach Kelly at 513-348-4548. That's Loveland zero with 1.39 to go in the first quarter. Man, we have ourselves a beautiful sunset. However, the Eagles have scored twice out of three offensive possessions to start off this contest. And putting it away will be Loveland. It spins from end to end, bounces. Thought that might hit off a Tiger right around Milford's 45-yard line, but it's trapped at the 41. But however, the refs have thrown another yellow napkin on that field. That's very late flank thrown here as well at the 46-yard line of Milford. And it's going to be Milford penalty. 
That'll push the Eagles back a little bit further as they start their fourth offensive drive on the night. One and a half to play. It's 12-0 Milford here in this first quarter. Good break for Loveland too because that wasn't the, the best punt in the world, but it certainly did get its job done, but now it backs him up even further back to the 31, so. Max Ward has checked in. He'll be the single back behind Hunter Johnson. He'll look towards his right with Ringland checking in on the near side. Three on the far side. That's the left of Johnson. 19 seconds to roll on the play clock. Fake to Ward. Looking for Ringland. One-on-one -on -one tanglements with DeMarco Johnson, and the flag will come in. I think that's pass interference against Loveland. Yeah, I think it was the right call, too. He's obviously not frustrated, but I think he hit him a tad too early there. Ringwell might have had a chance to that ball better if he had he not hit him too early. So, actually, the four referees are talking about on Milford's 40, and they're waving it off. It's going to be incomplete to Ringland, and no penalty on Demarco Johnson. A little surprised about that there. My apologies there, but uh, I thought he hit him early. I thought, thought it was the right call initially here, but they get together and say it's not. So, level and thankful. I think they've got a break here. Second down and ten after the incomplete pass. 126 to go in the first quarter. 12 nothing Milford. Your score. Johnson with three backs checking in on the far side. One to the right, the back to the right. I believe that's Max Ward once again. Johnson slaps his hands, and he gives it to Ward. Fake throws it, and here's Ward past the 40. Pass midfield, and tumbling into Loveland territory. He'll be stopped right around the Tigers, 48. Man, Milford's got a nice potent duel of Ward and Johns as their running backs, and Ward that time takes it into Loveland territory. They'll spot it at Loveland's 49. It's first and 10, Milford in enemy territory as the Eagles lead 12-0, 1-10 to go in our first quarter. Johnson, two to the left, and one to the right as Johnson goes for Ringland. Ringland looking for a second touchdown tonight. He's got it, touchdown Milford. Ringland's got some power. He has defender trying to knock him down by the end zone, and Ringland scores his second touchdown tonight and his fourth on the year. That takes the team lead of touchdowns by right receiving core. It's 18-0 Milford now, 58 seconds to go in the first. It's a good throw there and good adjustment. It was maybe slightly underthrown, but a good ball overall, and Ringland makes the adjustment, gets the ball around the two-yard line and runs it in. Milford was trying that trick play again, but this time they'll set up for an extra point attempt by Grace Ertle. She missed her first one. The set, the place, and the left foot is through the uprights. The extra point is good, and Ertle now one for two on the contest. 58 seconds remain our opening quarter here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. It's 19-0 Eagles now here at Loveland High School. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. Yeah. <laughs> 
Loveland trails Milford 19-0 in our last minute of this first quarter here in a packed house at Tiger Stadium on the campus of Loveland High School. Beautiful scenery on this press box. You feel like there's just a football field and a school, of course, surrounded in this thick forest. It's gorgeous here at Loveland. Here comes the kick by Ringland. Just pulled down his second receiving touchdown of the night. And this one will not be a touchback. It's picked up at Loveland's five. And Lake slicing to the right. And it'll be swarmed right around his 20-yard line. I think Lake gets to the 21. And it's first and 10 at Loveland at their own 21-yard line with 51 seconds remaining in the first quarter. Brock and Kyle have made the point in this first set. Cloud in that first offensive possession. He was slicing through the Eagles' defense. But after that... Been rather quiet. Well, got some pressure on him here. He stayed in the pocket. As Brock mentioned, when he scrambles out, he's got more accuracy. So maybe, maybe, maybe resort to that at some point here. But struggle in the pocket tonight so far. There was that first down that Cloud made about two series ago, but that was a fumble on the wide receiver, and that went back to Milford's way, who ran it in for six. Cloud empty back, three receivers checking in on the left, two on the right, and Cloud takes it himself. He'll get right around the 30 and knock the official down. Of course, that was not intended, but he happened to be there. That's a strong pickup of eight by Cloud on that quarterback keep. Second down and two now for Loveland at their own 30 with 30 seconds to go in this first. Again, another empty back for Cloud. Three checking on the left again. Two on the far side. Loveland from right to left in this quarter. 20 seconds remain in this first quarter. 19-0 Milford. Cloud spins around back at his own 20, and he throws it away. I'll tell you what, that was a great play by Cloud there to just avoid the pressure and then kind of circle around and be able to get the time to throw it out of bounds. That stops the clock with 13 seconds left in this first quarter. 19-0 Milford, your score. Third down and two at Loveland's 30, needing to get past the 32-yard line for a fresh set of downs. Empty back once more for Cloud, two checking on the far side, three on the left. Cloud looks towards the left, and the flag will fly up. And it's going to be encroachment on the defense. And that will give Loveland a first down, third set of first downs on penalties in this quarter against Milford. Oh, effective use of the hard count there. Gets him a first down on third and short. Same formation, three left, two right for Cloud. And the ball now resting at the 34 of Loveland. To the left, just out of the reach, uh, Mason Moore. It will fall incomplete and stop the clock at 11 seconds to go in this first. 19-0, Milford, your score. That's a shame, too, because uh, Bailey Jackson and Ethan Lund were out there, and they had their both of the defenders sealed, so... If he could have caught that ball, he could have turned it upfield and went for a pretty big gain there. Two on the far side, three on the left for Cloud. Second down and 10 at the 34 of Loveland. Cloud to the left, he finds Reese Hatfield. And Hatfield gets the first down. He'll be knocked down at Loveland's 44-yard line. And the chains will move, and that should be the last play of this first quarter as Cloud and company go back towards, actually Cloud staying on the field. Cloud will try to make one more play some positive momentum into the second quarter. And the play won't happen. The clock runs out, and that's the end of the first quarter. Milford 19, Loveland 0 here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. It's the start of the second quarter, Milford 19, Loveland 0, and this rivalry that is kept apart by all from 12 miles, as Kyle Howard pointed out to me during the break. Very close rivalry in the Eastern Cincinnati Conference. It's a handoff from Cloud, and there's a shoe that goes missing as well, and that is a loss of five, four, and second down and let's call it 13 on Loveland's 21-yard line. That starts up the second quarter clock, 11.40 to go in our opening half here. The Eagles lead 19-0. Calvin Cloud will have a back behind him. Now to the right, 18 seconds of the play clock. Two close together on the right, two spaced apart on the left. <coughs> Cloud spins the ball and he's past the 40 and drops it into the hands of Tyler Lake and Lake's past the first down marker and he's in Milford territory, spun down at the Eagles 39 yard line. Great play there by Cloud. I almost thought he went past the line of scrimmage to drop out that pass, but he finds Lake and Lake Zigs and zags into Eagle territory. First and 10 at Milford's 40 as the Eagles lead Loveland 19-0 on homecoming weekend here in the second quarter. It's Cloud and it's towards the right and spinning on down by a pressure of Hawks or Eagles I should say, Reese Hatfield. He'll pick up a yard and they'll be spotted in between the Milford 39 and 40 yard line. Second down and nine and a half for Cloud and Company. I like what Loveland's doing in this possession. It's back to the stacked wide receivers on both left and right sides and it's a handoff back to Hatfield. Hatfield bounces off one of his offensive linemen and he'll get to Milford's 37-yard line, a pickup of three. And it's third down and about eight. 10-19 to go in this first half. Milford 19, Loveland zero. Big third down here for Loveland. They've finally been able to put a somewhat drive together, so hopefully they can find a way to move the chains or maybe Milford will help them out again and get a flag. Milford has committed three penalties where Loveland has benefited from a fresh set of downs all in the first quarter. Cloud will have the back behind and to the left, and it's a handoff, a fake handoff, as Cloud going deep, one target, Lake, and it's incomplete. It looked like it bounced off the shoulders of Lake on the coverage for Milford, Jackson Stickle. Well, Lake had to come back for the ball, it was a little bit underthrown, it was, otherwise he had a beat. Lake was behind him. It's yeah. now fourth, fourth down and eight at Milford's 38-yard line. And I'll tell you what, I like the play there by Loveland to 
kind of get every uh, Calvin Cloud moving to his left and get the defense kind of expecting that way and then to stop, turn around, and throw it back kind of toward the right. It's a compact play now for Cloud. They'll stay on the field on fourth and eight at Milford's 38, 9.45 to go in the first half. Two seconds left on the play clock. Cloud wants the ball, gets it before it hits zero. Cloud rolling forward to the left. Cloud still on the move. Here comes two flags deep down the field. And originally the ref said it was incomplete, but Bailey Jackson comes in. But there are two flags that came in. And I think Kyle said offensive holding against Loveland. Yeah, there was a couple guys held there. I think there's multiple offensive linemen held in that play. So, unfortunately, the ball dropped in at about the four-yard line. So it would have been first and goal for Loveland, but that's going to get negated here. And it would have been a really nice fourth-down conversion. It was a very nice play as Cloud looking for Jackson. Like I mentioned, the ref originally said that's incomplete. And instead of staying on the field on fourth and long, the punting unit for the Tigers come out with the ball spotted right inside the Loveland L logo, which is the letter L and the little paws on top of the letter. 9.35 to go in this second quarter. 19-0 Milford. Eagles set to return the ball on this punt. High snap and a keep. It's a fake, and it bounces off the hands of Loveland's Lodor, and Milford has it right by midfield on a turnover on downs. Just out of his fingertips. I think if he makes that catch, he's got the first down. Though. He had about 10 yards in front of him. Only one man to beat. Well, yeah. Also, Austin Lodor there, he, he's uh, listed at six foot, 220 pounds. If he was about six one and a half, I think he would have reeled that in. I think it's a little undersized for him. He looks like a big guy. Sometimes those programs aren't exactly right. He looks a little bigger than that, but. They're being a little modest. <laughs> First and 10, Milford at their own 48-yard line. 9.31 to play in this first half. 19-0, Eagles your score. Johnson back out there, two to the right, one on the near side. It will be a fake handoff and a nice play, but he could not find Chase Deucing past that line. That would have been possibly a first down or a large gain if Deucing holds on. It's incomplete, and it's second down and 10 back at Milford's 48. I like what Loveland's doing there. They packed the line of scrimmage and brought pressure. And, I mean, it's kind of a gamble because if he catches that in stride and he's a step away from the defender, he can take it all the way to the house. But he had to throw it in about a second after he got the ball. 15 seconds left on the play clock on second down and 10 on Milford's 48. 19-0 Eagles. And timeout Loveland. Loveland uses her second timeout of this first half. 9.26 remains in this first half. It's 19-0 Milford, your score. And we'll take a break here on ESB Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know. Robert Half. Robert Half custom matches our candidates to your specific hiring requirements by combining personalized service from local staffing experts with an advanced matching technology based on 70 years of successful placements. For highly skilled accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, or administrative staffing, count on Robert Half. We'll find you productive, engaged employees. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio. Second down and 10, Milford as the Eagles lead 19-0 over Loveland. 
Ball spotted at Milford's 48. And Loveland uses their second timeout of the half. One left. As Johnson back out of his own 40, airing it out. And a little bit too far, about five yards ahead of the intended target. And Taj Price, a sophomore wide receiver, could not find Price. It's incomplete, and it will go to third and 10 of Milford's 48. Good job by uh, Isaiah Adkins there. They, they didn't bring pressure. They just brought four, but he was still able to rush a quarterback. And even though he didn't get the sack, he was able to lay a hit on him, just make him feel uncomfortable back there. Johnson back up on third and 10 at his own 48. Two wide receivers on the right. One checks in on the left. One by the offensive line, the tight end. Now the Johnson past his own 40 and dials one to the right. It's rule complete inbounds and that's a first down for Milford just at the Loveland 41 yard line. Or is it? No, they ruled that incomplete. I beg your pardon, that's incomplete on fourth and 10 and Milford brings the punting unit out with 9.13 to go in the second quarter. 19-0 Eagles, your score. Neither team can score in their first offensive possession of this second quarter as Milford set to punt, lead the first time tonight. Back out to return for Loveland, standing around the 15-yard line. And we'll have a couple whistles, and Milford has called their first timeout of the first half. 9-12 remains in this first half. It's 19-0 Eagles here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Entrust the buying and selling of your home to Sipsy Klein's number one Loveland agent, Kelly Williams. With over 25 years of living in Tiger Nation, Kelly truly cares about the community and her clients. Call her to get the most out of your experience. You can reach Kelly at 513-348-4548. That's 513-348-4548. Four from 10 at Milford's 48. The Eagles offense stalls. And the Eagles burn their first time out of the first half. Long snap to Ringland, who will punt this one away, almost like a pass. And it will bounce off the chest of the returner for the Tigers. And he's swallowed up right around the 20-yard line, maybe behind it. But it's first and 10, Loveland. A good stop by the Tigers' defense. Absolutely. They need to see if they can move the ball downfield and hopefully get into the end zone and get some points here before they head into halftime. I know they're down 19-0, but if they could get a touchdown here, it would make that 19-0 feel a whole lot better. And not just a stop. That was a three-and-out stop by the Tigers' defense. Cloud returns to action as the Tigers take to the field, trailing Milford 19-0, 9.02 to go in the second quarter. Cloud will space it out to the right. Three receivers check in that way, two on the far side. Loveland going from left to right in this quarter. And here come the flags. I believe that's going to be false start. And that's a loss of five on the Tigers. It's first and 15. Now back at their own 15-yard line. I tell you, what an atmosphere here tonight. I know it's homecoming, but 
the student section is completely packed. I see lots of orange, black, and white. That's the colors of Loveland, of course. Also see a lot of gray and black tie-dye shirts for the senior class of 2020. It's the only class you can say hi on 2020 vision. Ha-ha! <laughs> now it's first and 15. With nine to play in the second quarter, 19-0 Eagles, your score. It's Cloud, three to the right, goes that way, and it bobbles in and out of the hands of Mason Moore. It's incomplete. Mason Moore did all that he could trying to reel that ball down. However, it was not meant to be, and it falls incomplete. Now second and 15 back at Loveland's 15-yard line. Make a screenplay here, maybe to get some of that yardage back here, make a third and short situation might be the call here. Maybe the, the call that would make the most sense here. Three check back in on the right, one back to the left of Cloud. Cloud got the ball at his numbers, and he'll dish it to the right. It's caught, and roaming is Lake. He'll be stuffed right around his own 25-yard line. I think the refs will give him the 26-yard line. That's about a pickup of 11, and it's third down and four at Loveland's own 26-yard line. 8.33 to go in this second quarter. Milford 19, Loveland 0. Cloud will have the stacked formation once again, two on both sides, and bobbled off the hands of Lake, incomplete with pressure turned in by Milford's Caleb Johns. And it will go to fourth and four in Tigers territory. The punting unit comes out for Loveland. Just got a defensive stand there. They got some yardage back there in the second down. They could third and short, and just couldn't cash in the th third and short situation. And now again, going to have to punt. And with bad field position themselves, they'll give good field position over to Milford unless they can kick this one deep here. Stickle away to midfield, and around his own 44-yard line goes Max Ward. And the punter out there is... Ready to go. But five seconds left on the play clock. He'll get the ball. And right foot boom into the nighttime sky. It will go back into Milford territory. Bounce sharply right around the 42. And Loveland swarms over it at Milford's 29-yard line. First and 10 Eagles as Milford leads 19-0, 8.07 to go in the second quarter. Milford kind of having their way so far here offensively, been able to kind of move at their own pace. Well, we'll need to get a stop here. It was a very good punt there, too. Nice high, booming kick to give the def or the punting team time to get down there so um, Max Ward for Milford couldn't start running around. He's little and he's very quick. Right receiver on both the left and right sides on first and 10 on Milford's 29-yard line, leading Loveland 19-0, 8.07 to go in the second quarter. Handoff and trying to boost his way forward. He'll get a little help with his O-line friends. That's a pickup of two. And that time I believe it was carried by Jack Bayer. He's a junior running back for the Eagles. And they'll give him two. Now at the 31-yard line of the Eagles, it's second down and eight. Tell you what, this Milford team kind of has a running back by committee, and they all look a little different and do different things. You got your power backs, you got your every down back, and you got your little kind of scat back. It's three-headed monster in that running back machine for Milford. 19-0 Eagles, second down and eight. 7.25 to go in the second quarter. 
Keep by Johnson behind his 25-yard line. Ringland cannot make the pass. He broke away from his defender, who is still down on the field. It's incomplete on third down and eight, and the training staff for the Loveland Tigers have to quickly make their way down. And DeMargo Johnson there planted his leg, tried to cut back, and, and that was when he went down and grabbed his knee. So It looks like extreme pain as well. He'd I thought maybe he just got juked down his shoes there as far as trying to go down the on the field. I didn't realize he actually caught his leg up real rough, which is what it looks like here, and they're going to attend to him now. Well, step aside as Milford leads Loveland 19-0, 7-17 to go in the first half here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook. Tigers being helped off the field. He's putting absolutely zero pressure on that right leg. We certainly hope that young man is A-OK. -okay. But Milford setting up shot on third and eight at their own 31-yard line, 7-17 to go in this second quarter. Eagles 19, Tigers zero. Yeah, and you hate to see that too. You got a bunch of young men out here just playing a sport that they love, and you hate to see an injury, especially when it no contact injury, he's just trying to turn, do an everyday motion. Yeah, it's one of the unfortunate things of the sport. Johnson, he'll get the ball back for the Eagles on third and eight, and airing it long towards the left. One-on-one -on -one coverage, bouncing away from the hands of Milford's Peyton Bauer. It's looking towards Bauer, and it bounces away. It's incomplete, and it's fourth and eight now for the Eagles. That's back-to-back -back stops turned in by Loveland's defense, and it's another three and out. Jake Katsonis in there to make the, make the play there is right on time, too. If he'd have hit him a second earlier, he might have been pass interference, but he got there right on time with the ball. The punting unit nice back work. out there. Ringland waiting for the green light. And back out to return for Loveland, waiting at his own... 36-yard line. Snap to Ringland. Good five-yard run before he boots it away. And Bailey Jackson with a shoulder-level catch. And whisking away, it'll be dropped around the 45-yard line. And that's first and 10 Tigers, just five yards away from midfield. Good field position now for the Tigers, who are celebrating homecoming this week, playing their second Eastern Cincinnati Conference game of the season. By the way, your ECC slate for this week has Turpin at Kings, 
Walnut Hills at West Claremont and Withrow visiting Anderson. First and 10 for Loveland. Ball spot at their own 46 yard line. 6.57 to play in this first half as Milford leads 19 to nothing. The nighttime sky becoming darker over this artificial turf. Lodor towards the right and he'll try to shoulder his way in. He'll get into midfield and he's out of bounds at Milford's 46 yard line. Solid pickup by Lodor, the tight end. And it's now second down and about three for the Tigers. Trailing 19-0 to Milford at their own 40, or at Milford's 46, I beg your pardon. Cloud barging in. He'll get the first down with ease. Made that look silky smooth. It's down to the 41-yard line, too. So not, not only did he get the first down, he got a little extra after that, too. Nice run. Ball spot at the Eagles 41-yard line. Fresh set of downs for the Tigers offense. Looking to strike on the scoreboard. Held scoreless for the first time this season at Withrow last week. A 39-0 Withrow Tigers win. 6.28 rolling to go in this second quarter. 19-0 Milford your score. The Eagles are 2-0 when they score first. Cloud darts it to the right for Lodar. And he'll be knocked down at the 35. Met up with Stickle of Milford. Good passes and, and good play calling there by Loveland. It's it's nothing fancy, but it's getting you consistently moving the ball downfield and, and getting the ball out of the hands of Calvin Cloud early. When you get the job done, it doesn't matter how stylish it is. Now for Cloud, he'll send a man in motion to the left and go straight down the middle, and it's incomplete. I thought it was right to an eagle off the bounce of uh, Bailey Jackson. It's incomplete, and it's third down and four at Milford's 35. All right, I thought Lucas Bowling was going to come up with that one, the linebacker, but I think he's going for the tackle and didn't even see the ball. Cloud will have one back towards his left and the stacked formation once again. Cloud rolls back towards the logo and slings it towards the left and it bounces off the defender, incomplete, guarded by Jacob Cook of the Eagles. Great coverage there by Jacob Cook there. Swatted his arm in at the right time. Great timing and able to get a big stop here as uh, he may have gotten in the end zone and he caught the ball. Cloud is going to stay on the field on fourth and four at Milford's 35-yard line. 19-0 Eagles, 5-47, and movement on that defensive line. I think they're going to call that directly on Hayden Oberschlake. And that's a loss of five on the Eagles defense and a fresh set of downs. Fourth time tonight that Loveland has benefited with fresh set of downs on Milford's penalties. Ball spotted at Milford's 30, first and 10 is Cloud. Back to the same formation as before, two on both sides. And finds Lodor, Lodor a nice catch. Met up with Daniel McCoy. And Lodor has the Tigers sniffing the end zone. It's first and goal at Milford's eight. Great catch by Lodor there. I'll tell you what, Antonio Gates made a living run in that route, get him put out there in the smaller corner and just throw it up to where only he can reach it. What do you know, they were the same number. Back is Natuan Webster of the Tigers. It's a reversal, back, and Kilano to the end zone, the cloud! Calvin Cloud receiving touchdown, and the Loveland Tigers are on the board. Great reversal there. The backup 
quarterback. And Akelno goes towards the right, finds Cloud in the end zone. A big target out there. And Loveland scores to make it 19-6. Milford, 5.18 to go in this second quarter. And the extra point on the way by Logan Farnsworth. How great was that play? Here's Farnsworth for the extra point. Through the uprights, yes it is. The extra point is good. Milford 19, Loveland 7, 518 to play in this first half here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For over 55 years, Miller Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com. Luca Ocalino with the touchdown pass to Calvin Cloud in the end zone and the Tigers now trail by 12 with 5.18 to go in this half. Milford leads 19-7. Great reversal, great play. Get a drop the trickery there to get the end zone. Do what you gotta do to get a, get a rivalry. Do it, it's whatever it takes to get it done. And they're able to get it done there. And it involved two quarterbacks, but it involved a touchdown. Whatever it takes to get it done, like you mentioned. And now the kicking unit out there for the Tigers. Milford has been stopped to two three and outs in this second quarter where the offense was flowing freely in the first quarter. Milford not doing much so far in this second quarter. Tigers first score, and here comes the kick. It's received at the 10, and swooping his way forward, Right around the 26-yard line, that was Jackson Stickle with the return. 5-11 to go in this second quarter. Milford 19, Loveland 7. And after Loveland scored, there were little orange footballs that flew into the stands. This student section to our right, they're quite active. Now Milford sets up camp at their own 27-yard line. 5-11 to go in this first half, 19-7 Eagles. As Johnson and company back out on the turf. One wide receiver checks in on the left and right. Two backs along with Johnson, the quarterback. Slap the hands as Johnson with the handoff with the back towards his right. And a pickup of three on the play. That's to Caleb Johns. He'll be held to three and he'll get back to Milford's 29-yard line for a second down and seven situation. 4.53 and rolling to go in half number one, 19-7 Milford. Now Johnson slaps the hands. Johnson looks towards the right, takes a little time, can't find Ringland. Swarm by two Tigers that time, but threw it over his head for an incomplete pass. Now third and eight. And you can tell that Ringland is his favorite receiver. They call a play, and it's going to be a pass. He snaps the ball and 
turns his body to the right and looks for him right away and, and just waits for him to try to get open. And at 6-4, he can most of the time works out because he's going up against uh, Bailey Jackson there for Loveland, listed at five foot seven. So as long as you throw it in the vicinity, he can probably come down with it. Two receivers cash in on the left and right on third and eight. Uh, Milford's 29 for 36 to play in the second, 19-7 Eagles. Johnson behind his own 20, and he'll send a long one to Ringland, and Ringland makes the catch past Jackson. Touchdown, Milford. Ringland scores his third touchdown pass on the 71-yard long airing. Johnson finding Ringland, and what did Brock just say before that pass? That's his favorite target, and Ringland has cashed in on three touchdowns tonight, and on the season against Loveland, that's now five. 25 to seven, Milford, 424 to go in this second quarter, and the extra point by Grace Ertel on the way. Ertel one for two in this contest and the extra points. Milford 0 for one on the two point conversions. And the placement through the uprights. Yes, it is, it's good. 4.24 to go in the second quarter. Milford 26, Loveland seven here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Entrust the buying and selling of your home to Sipsy Klein's number one Loveland agent, Kelly Williams. With over 25 years of living in Tiger Nation, Kelly truly cares about the community and her clients. Call her to get the most out of your experience. You can reach Kelly at 513-348-4548. That's 513-348-4548. I didn't think he was going to, I thought if he was going to do it, he was going to do it. Hunter Johnson goes 71 yards, defying Vince Ringland for the third time in the end zone. And it's 26 to seven, Milford on top. And Ringland is set to kick it away as the two normal kick returners back out there and Lake and Jackson. A little bit of a thin fog starting to come into the stadium as the sun has completely left the view for tonight. It's Lake. He'll return it past the 10, past the 20, curve towards the left, around the 20, and it'll be spun down right at the 19 of the Tigers. And that's where Loveland's offense goes back to action on first and 10. 4.16 to go in this first half. Loveland gets on the board. Ocalino to Cloud, but then Milford cashes in. Vince Ringland, his third receiving touchdown on the night. And if you're Loveland here, I mean, I, I think they're still in a decent spot. Um, they can't panic, but they have four minutes and 16 seconds to work the ball downfield here. And we have seen some big plays, but unfortunately they keep getting negated with penalties. So, Cloud sets it up first and 10. Ball spot around the 19-yard line. One back to Cloud's right, two spaced out on the right, three bunched up on the left. Cloud looks towards the left, sends a man in motion from left to right, and it's a handoff from Cloud, and it'll be snuffed out right around the line of scrimmage. Maybe a loss of one. Actually, it's a gain of one. Past the 20 of the Tigers. 
make it second down and nine. 354 to go in our second quarter where Milford leads Loveland 26 to 7 here. Actually, I mentioned it was fog. I think it was fireworks smoke. Here's Cloud to the right. It's complete at the 24-yard line by Tyler Lake. And Lake past the 30 and knocked down by Milford. Lucas Bulling. Bulling makes the stop, but the Tigers get a fresh set of downs as Cloud finds Lake. Chains move, the ball spotted at Milford's 33-yard line, first and 10. Cloud quickly through that defensive line, and he'll be brought down. Will Calvin Cloud around the 38, make it second down and six, with 3.15 to go in our second quarter, 26-7 Milford. Cloud with a single back towards his left. Airing it out towards the left with two and closing it up towards the right with two. Cloud looks that way, a spinner, nice! Airbound catch by Lake with two Eagles in front. Lake has the Tigers clawing into Milford's territory and the ball will be spotted at the Eagles' 35-yard line. First and 10 with 2.55 to go in this first half. That time they used Lodor as a as a decoy there and sent him out into the flats like that route he's ran a couple times tonight. Three checking on the left. That's Bailey Jackson in the middle and two to the right. Cloud looks towards the left and slings it that way. Bobbling in and out of the hands, but Hatfield holds on and he's past the first down marker and down around the Milford 20. Not really sure how Hatfield was able to squeeze that one in there. He bobbled it around and looked like he forgot the ball. Nope, there it is. Swoops it around and takes off for a couple more yards. Ball will be resting. I think I mentioned the 20. It's actually the 24. But it's first and 10, Loveland, as the offense moves again. 234 and rolling to go in the second quarter. 26-7, Milford. And Cloud has that pass swatted out of his hand, and it's intercepted by Milford. I believe that was Dallas Adams with the interception. Actually, no, that's Parker McBeth. Macbeth with the interception and the Loveland Tigers have their what was promising drive stall out on an INT and the Eagles get in their own 24 yard line up 26-7 to 26 ago in the second quarter. Really bad luck there for Calvin Cloud as uh, defender was able to reach in there and smack his hand as he was getting ready to throw that ball and the defender was actually almost on the ground and it just ended up in his lap somehow. It's first and ten Milford as they'll air it out towards the left. I believe Ringland checks in on the right. Now to Johnson who backs up and goes to the right and he has his receiver past midfield, past the 40, flags coming in and taking it to the house. That's Max Ward. But there are penalties in. Max Ward runs it in for the score. That would be, what would that be, 76 yards? But there's a flag at Loveland's 38-yard line. We'll see what the yellow napkins are about. Maybe a hold or a block in the back. I think it's Peyton Bauer in the vicinity throws his arms up. It'll be a hold here. That's going on Milford. Milford, that would have been 76 yards, but another penalty. Still a huge gain here regardless. 
the ref will have the ball in both his hands and spot it at Loveland's 48-yard line, and it will be first and 10 Eagles after what could have been another score by Milford's offense. You got to give credit to Milford. They're doing a nice job mixing it up, but the penalties have hurt the Eagles on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and that penalty especially was away from the play. He had no reason to even lay a hand on him. First and 10, Milford just past midfield. Johnson back towards his 40 and airing it out. There's Ringland in her, oh, in and out of the hands of Bailey Jackson. It looked like it was in the cradle of Jackson, but it just drops out. It's incomplete, and it'll be second and 10, Milford at Loveland's 49-yard line. With 2.05 to play in this first half, Milford 26, Loveland 7. It's almost like a surprise, Bailey Jackson, the ball is thrown behind because Hunter Johnson's been hitting him in stride all night long tonight, so... He threw it behind him this time, and it was right in his lap. Eagles go back on second and 10, just past midfield. Johnson will have two wide receivers on both sides of the line. One back to the right of Johnson. A slap of the hands, and Johnson's got the ball. Rolling back towards his 40, and a flag comes in at Milford's 40 and the quarterback will take it himself, get to Loveland's 35, which would be good for set uh, first downs, but offensive holding called against Milford. Yeah, they're gonna get uh, Jack Bayer in the backfield here for the hit, but I thought they might have also gotten him for a block in the back. He had a shove in the back at the late, but uh, they're gonna give him the, for the holding instead. Yeah, it could have been called a couple different ways and it was right in front of the official too. And that's going to put Milford back at their own 30-yard line. And that will set up a second and a long Sims Township mile to go. 155 and rolling to go in the second quarter. Milford 26, Loveland 7. Johnson will focus most of his receivers to the left. One checking in on the right. One back to the left of the quarterback. And Johnson backs up five yards. He'll droop it towards the original line of scrimmage. And there's lots of open room. I believe that's Jack Bayer out there. And Bayer ran out of bounds. He will be one yard shy of the first down marker. That is picking up some yardage for Milford's offense. And it makes it third and one for Milford at Loveland's 40. And overall, the Loveland defense tonight has played pretty well, especially with how uh, Milford's offense is usually going, but it's just they've given up a couple big plays, these scoring drives that are really stalling out their defense. One back behind Johnson, about two yards back on third and short. A give and running through, that's Bayer. Bayer past the 10 and knocked down right around the two yard line. And Milford's got first and goal. They only needed about two. They got a lot more than two. 120 to play in our second quarter. The chains will not move. It's a first and goal situation for Milford as the ball spotted in between the one and the two yard line of Loveland. 26-7 Eagles. Clock winding down this first half. It's Johnson. There's a Eagle being checked out by the staff or possibly by the coaching staff. There are red polos out there. And there's no injury as Johnson 
A back behind and one receiver on both the left and right side, but we're gonna have the whistles blow and the play clock ran out. Delay of game on Milford and now pushing back five, making it first and goal at Loveland seven. Could be a costly mistake there. You have the ball just inside the two yard line. Get a quick run up the middle, get in the end zone, but now you gotta back up to about the seven. Milford will take a timeout. Their second of the half with 52 seconds to go in the second quarter. Milford looking to strike again, leading Loveland 26-7 here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. It is first and goal at Loveland seven after a delay a game. Tax on five yards against the Eagles offense. 26-7 Milford, 52 seconds left in this half. Johnson. Spins the handoff to Johns. Johns powering his way through. I think Johns gets back to the line of scrimmage, the original line of scrimmage. I beg your pardon. And it's second down and goal. Actually, they're going to mark Johns down at the four. So it's two yards away from the original line of scrimmage. But the Eagles waste no time. They're back there on second and goal with 30 seconds left in this half. Up 26-7 fumble, but caught. Nicely by the, rivalry, uh, the running back and swarmed quickly by the Loveland defense. On the stop there, you can give Trent Williamson, who's played exceptional defense. He makes the stop, and I believe Milford just used their last timeout of this first half. We'll keep it here with 20 seconds left in this first half. 26-7, Milford. A very competitive game thus far. It has been so far as uh, now a Loveland going to have a chance to get a stop here after the penalty. They had the ball at the, inside the two-yard line. The penalty backs them up, and then they boo it back forward, and the fumble just takes it back as if, as if there's another penalty there. So need to get a stop here if you're Loveland. Give, give yourself a chance to be down by less than three scores, really, if you think about it. So a uh, chance to possibly get things rolling again and uh, go to the break with and get the ball back. And mistakes here tonight for Milford is really, really the issue. And, you know, 20 seconds left. Uh, they run a play here. If Loveland could possibly stop them, they'd have to get the field goal unit out on the field very quickly as um, they have no timeouts left in the quarter. Got a halftime score for you as West Claremont leads at the half against Walnut Hills. 10-0 at home. Third and goal now at Loveland's six. 20 seconds left. Clock is stopped. And the Eagles look to air it out. Johnson to the right corner of the end zone. He cannot find his intended receiver. And Noah Early, Noah Early a little bit behind on that pass. And that will set up fourth and goal for the Eagles at Loveland's six. 15 seconds remain. And it's 26 to seven, Milford on top. It looks like the field goal unit's coming in for the Eagles. Zach Owens there had a clean break off the edge. He ran about a good 20 yards trying to chase the quarterback down and was able to get his hands up to force him to throw that ball high and long. In for the field goal attempt. It's going to be Hunter Johnson with the hold. 
Two seconds left. Here's the hold, and it gets through the uprights and add three to the Milford lead at 29-7. Eagles, 11 seconds left in this first half. Not a lot of time to work with in this second quarter. And actually, it's now at 11 seconds. Did they add a couple seconds, or did I just miss that? Well, at the end of that drive, that's uh, about the best Loveland could expect. Um, they gave up a couple really big plays, and they're actually kind of lucky to get out of there with just giving up three points. Another halftime score for you as Kings leads Turpin 17-14. Kings scored the most points of the four ECC teams that did not pick up a win, but they also faced the Anderson Redskins, who leads scored the most in the ECC opening week as well. That's a potent Redskins offense. Also a good Kings team, too. First year outside Andy Old's reign. We could see them a couple weeks, the Kings Knights, at Kings Mills. Yep, and it looks like DeMargo Johnson's night is over um, with that knee injury. They went ahead and taken his shoulder pads off. And so he will not be returning for the Tigers, but as everybody always says, next man up. It is a shame, especially since this is homecoming night and a good competitive battle. But it's time for the kickaway. Ringland will swoop it almost to the end zone. It's about a yard shy. And the Tigers, Lake, he'll spin around, trying to shake off the incoming Eagles. And he burns eight seconds on that return. That's three seconds left. Probably good for one play, possibly two if you time it right. But... Tigers have the ball at their own 13-yard line, first and 10. What could be the last play of the opening half? So do you run a play here, or do you just kneel the ball and get in the halftime? Yeah, if it was a closer game, I'd say uh, you probably would uh, take the knee and play conservative. But I think really level needs a chance, any chance they can get to get a score right now to get themselves back in the game. They will get the ball back. So if they could somehow sneak a score here right now, you're back within a two-possession two game and to get the ball back. So... I think you go for it here. Cloud will send a wide receiver on the left and right and take a knee. Cloud takes a knee and that'll take us to halftime. Your score after two quarters of play, the Milford Eagles 29 and the Loveland Tigers 7. First half is over and we'll send it to a break here on ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. Welcome into another edition of the Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com, and he is Tony Pike, the real quarterback of Reading High School, UC, and Carolina Panthers fame. We broadcast live from the James Rapine Memorial Studios. I was asked to get James on again this week, but I, I felt bad. It would have been a bad week for James. His guy, John yeah. Ross, struggled. Lamar Jackson uh, struggled a little bit, although he, he brought him back. Yeah. And Baker Mayfield, his guy, was really brutal. How do you... How do you have four chances to win a game and Odell Beckham didn't get one look? How about run the ball once, too? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, they did on that fourth and nine when they ran that draw. <laughs> what are you doing? Buy a play call. Buy a play call. Freddie Kitchens. Doing? Oh, my. We'll get to some NFL, as we always do. We'll get to some college football. And uh, we start with high school football, though. As we roll along, this in Ohio will be the first week of the Harbin ratings that come out. And... If you go to the website, and it's one of my favorites for high school football, I'm sure those of you that listen are high school fans, you go to it as well, joeidle.com. 
Um, he does a great job with his scoreboard every every week. Uh, he's got all the scores from around the state and then scores from out of state that affect in-state teams from a Harbin perspective. Um, but he also basically has the Harbins to a T. They're not the official ratings, uh, but they are basically the official ratings. The official ratings will come out today. So we're going to run through them and, and kind of talk on where some of these teams are. We'll start in, in, in Ohio Division One. It's Region 4. Um, and as today, here's and the top eight teams make the playoffs. St. Xavier is one, Fairfield is two, Lakota West is three, Sycamore four, Elder five, Walnut Hills is sixth, Lakota East seven, Coleraine eight, and I'll just round out a top ten where Lebanon is nine and Princeton, which we broadcast their games here on ESP Media. I do them. I'll be doing them this Friday when they play a big game, apparently now at Lakota East, uh, to try to get some secondary points. Princeton is is ten. Couple surprises for me. Obviously, Lakota West off to a really good start at three and one with Tom yeah. Bolden. Um, they lost their opener to LaSalle. We kind of went, oh no. And I think now we're seeing, and we'll get to LaSalle a little bit more in a minute. We're seeing LaSalle's pretty darn good. Yes. And Lakota West has, has turned things around. Boy, if he gets into the playoffs in, in year one and maybe wins a game or so, that's a good uh, yeah, that's that, a good start. That's a that's a huge start uh, for for where this Lakota West team has been. And look. Uh, I think they've underachieved in the past a little bit, but one thing you're not going to argue with Lakota West, you're going to have dudes. Yes. You're going to have guys that are going to play at the next level, and you're going to have a, a large pool to pull from, and, and that's what they've done thus far. And I think whenever you have a new coach, it's going to take a little bit of time to kind of get everyone going in the same direction because for a long time there at, at Lakota West, it's been done a certain way, and that way has changed. Uh, but as, as many new coaches will tell you, when, when, when you can win – early with a new coaching staff, it gets those players to buy in a heck of a lot easier than if you're 0 and three, 0 and four right. and, and started, okay, what are we what are we buying into this guy? We haven't won a game yet. And the pedigree of Tom Bolden, right? And right. the things and the success he had as as a head coach at Colerain. I think you go, oh yep. yeah, and look he had dudes at Colerain. Nobody's gonna tell you he didn't. You're not gonna win folks listen to me. I think I'm a really good basketball coach. I ain't winning if I don't have dudes. I, I can probably win a handful more than most but look, you you've got to have guys to win games yep. in any sport, and and that seems to be the feel of, of Lakota West is he's going to maximize the the talent pool, and, and he's certainly off to a good start in that regard. All right, St. Xavier has ascended to number one, and it's no surprise their wins have come over a Brownsburg Indiana team, which is is technically a Division One team in Indiana. Mm-hmm. They've got three wins, a win over Colerain, which continued that GMC yep. winning streak over Princeton last Friday. It's now at 77 straight games, and they've won 138 of, of their last 139 Greater Miami Conference games. The only blip, a 2008 loss to Middletown, 42-39. So Coleraine, a good win for them. Uh, Penn team from Indiana, their Division One equation. They only have two wins, but it's nice second level. And then the win over a really good Indianapolis Cathedral yeah. team. Man, they came down here and, and thumped Moeller, played toe-to-toe in overtime with Elder, Played toe-to-toe with X. I think it shows. I'm not a big comparative score guy because you yeah. never know in high school football what you're getting from week to week. Yep. And one key injury can skew things. But I think it does show X and Elder are probably that close. And right now X gets the nod because X is still taking care of business sitting at, at 4-0. Uh, I know you were impressed with them when you saw them against Cole Rain. It, it, just, it, it just feels like that they, they have hung their hat on winning with defense and yep. just kind of hanging around. And now they almost say... You're not going to stop us offensively, right. and and for, I mean, Colerain. I, I saw them in person Friday. They're not the dominant Colerain defenses they're we've seen, defense, best, but they're really good. Yep. I mean, they tackle like I. The thing about X's, the X's and the Colerains that, that impresses me. A lot of high school kids don't tackle. It just it, these dudes tackle. I mean, when they're on you in space, you're going yep. to the ground. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a great defense, but I think it's a really, really, really good Colerain defense. And they put 21 up yep. on them in a half. And and for for X, it's not a great. 
like one of their best defenses, but they're still a really enough, solid right, defense. Uh, but their offense, and, and this is behind Matthew Reavy, who's putting up unbelievable numbers right now. Uh, and it's it's behind offensive coordinator Coverdale. Yeah. I mean, he is – look, and we, we've talked about this before. When before the season you lose the top tackle in the country, you're not just going to get someone to fill his shoes and dominate right away. So He hasn't played great, though, for Prince No, that's, that is correct. But they do they, – they do deeper drops. Uh, they change up their drop depth every play. They do a lot of rollouts, and their rollouts are at different levels. Sometimes they roll out at ten yards. Sometimes he's rolling out at seven yards. I mean, it's it's so the the intricacies of his offense and that scheme. Uh, it, it's very quarterback friendly. And and I told uh, I work obviously a lot with with Chase Wolf. I I text Chase Wolf a couple weeks ago. I said you guys. I think you guys would have won a second state title with with the way this offense is clicking right now. Just because it's it's so far ahead of what you see in high school offensive right. schemes. I mean, there's there's a handful of coaches in Ohio that you can think of where offensively they just get it. Obviously, Elder gets it, and that comes from a head coach that played college football. Uh, when you have a guy in, in Coverdale at St. X, uh, he prepares and he runs this like a college offense. So basically, hey, you need all the knowledge in the world on how to read defenses, and if you can do that, then we're going to change our game plan right. week to week based off what that defense we play does really well. I'm interested to see this week – because it's such a, it's always a, a tough game between these two teams, and as bad as Moeller's been offensively, yeah, they've got, they've got for the right, they've got Moeller this week. Yeah, and as bad as Moeller's been offensively, their defense hasn't been terrible in a lot of games. They just haven't, they've been on the field a ton. Yeah, and, and the and, offense and the has turned, turned the ball, ball over. over. Yeah, uh, so that that's very different. I, and I'm interested to see a Moeller defense in a in a GCL game if they can show up in Nippert Stadium because they Moeller played Elder at Nippert last year and and won a game that they probably shouldn't have right, won. Right. Well, on their way to a a GCL championship, so I'm, I'm interested to see this. This just feels like for Moeller, it's it's going to lose out. Um, yeah. I, I don't I don't know about the team from Canada. They're zero and two, and there's talk that they might not even play that game. I mean, here's here's what here's what Moeller for the record, the only win is over Lexington and Lafayette, which is an zero and five football team. Beat them sixty eight to seven. They've been shut out their other three games, and you look at the competition level, and it's it, I mean it's Cathedral, which yep. is really good, but Cathedral also gave up thirty plus points to X. Gave up 30-plus points to Elder, and Moeller doesn't score. They didn't score against Louisville Trinity. Again, Trinity's a good football program, arguably the best in Kentucky. And they didn't score against Winton Woods, which is arguably the best Division II team. I know LaSalle's got something to say about that. Turpin may have something to say about that, but arguably. But here's what they got left. X, LaSalle, and their defense, which has been great. Elder, St. Ignatius, and St. Edward, which just beat LaSalle. Right. Wow. Right, beat, beat Elder. I mean, I'm sorry, you beat Elder. Yep. Me. Yeah, thank you. Um, wow. Yep. Good, good luck. Good luck. And that, that's the thing, like, at, at Mo, like, and, and it, here's what I find really interesting. The the high school landscape is changing a lot. There, we're, we're seeing, and I know it's it's hasn't played out yet this year, but this year we talked about Fairfield's up there, Coleraine's yeah. up there, yeah. Princeton's up there. Now you got Bolden at Lakota West is going to be up there. The GCL is always spread out for so many time, years growing up. All I heard about was Moeller's at the top. Well, dude, dude, growing up, I looked up, and I lived in Kentucky, and I looked up right. to Moeller. I mean, we, we lost guys in northern Kentucky to Moeller. Right, and, and that's why it's a very interesting time for Moeller because the window to still be Moeller is smaller than it ever has been. Yep. Like You can't have these years and, and expect to just keep bouncing back because you have Moeller across your chest because, well, Elders now put it together, St. X has put it together, Cole Rains put it together, all these other teams, and now yep. you've got teams that are scratching Winton Woods. Uh, Princeton, Sycamore, Fairfield, Sycamore, Sycamore. I mean, that Sycamore kid, Dakota West. Think, yeah, think about that Sycamore kid. The Sycamore kid has a choice sometimes of Moeller or staying at Sycamore. Right. right? Yep. We we're starting to see 
this landscape change. And if you're Mueller, it's really important. I know you're playing a lot of young guys this year. Yeah, yeah. To to right this ship and and get back to Mueller football. All right. Uh, another team in the GCL to talk about is Elder. They got off to the three and zero start, and and they still continue to do great things offensively. Yeah. They lost forty two twenty five to St. Ed's. And look, losing to St. Ed's is no shame. It's one of the, if you want to talk top five programs in the state of Ohio, they are in that conversation for sure, maybe even top three. So that's no shame. But I guess the thing that, that would be a little bit alarming is you've gone now three straight weeks of giving up 31, 54, and 42. Yeah. And look, the competition. And you won two of those. And you did win two of those. One was 60 to 54. The, the question coming in was this defense, is it big enough? Is it, is right. it, is it good enough to match the offense? And maybe it still is moving forward, but I got to think you got to be a little alarmed if you're Doug Ramsey that your defense is just really getting getting pushed around each and every week. Yeah, you, you got to find something uh, quick because look, at, this is because hey, their schedule here's their schedule to, to, to finish things out. They've got Ryle this week from Northern Kentucky. Yep. they'll handle them uh, for sure. But then they've got X Moeller, Winton Woods, uh, a different team from Canada that Moeller's got and LaSalle to end the year, so right. it, it doesn't get easier for them. Yeah, they. That, that's going to be a situation you hope if you're elder against Ryle this week, you start to get some confidence back on defense. Uh, and it Really, the way Elder wants to play this year, it starts to play a little bit like what we've seen with Coleraine in the past. Elder wants to be a run-first team this year. They want to wear you down with that offensive line and that running game and open up the play-action pass. Well, guess what happens if your defense is bad and all of a sudden you're down two or three scores? Really not much time in high school right. football to run the ball. Right consistently like you want to. And when you can't run the ball consistently, you don't set those teams up to wear them down in the third and fourth quarter. You kind of let them off the hook because you got to pass more. And I'm not saying Elder can't pass to win, right? Uh, but Elder wants to run the ball and, and punch you in the face. And when the defense is giving up points that quickly and not often, it, it's very hard to keep running the ball like that. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's go to Division Two, Region 8. Uh, here are the, 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 the area teams, because this is a mixed area. You've got some, some teams in central Ohio in the Columbus area that are, that are mixed in. But Turpin is yeah. number two in Harbin's this week, or will be. Uh, again, the official release will be uh, on Tuesday night. We're doing this on Tuesday morning. LaSalle is three, Winton Woods is four, Harrison off to a really nice start, three and one. Uh, they sit at number five. And Talawanda with Larry Cox... How about that? They sit at number eight, so they would be in the playoffs. Anderson just on the outside of that looking in. Let's start with the main three, though, in the middle. Uh, Turpin off to that great start, and, and they've, they've handled, they've taken care of business. Uh, they beat Lakota East, which yeah. is division. It's the only loss Lakota East has. And beat them by a couple touchdowns. Beat Northwest, which is winless. Beat West Claremont, which is winless, but beat them by five touchdowns to so the differential it should be. Beat a Troy team in Division Two that is three and 3-1, the only loss, 62-13 to Turpin. This feels like it is LaSalle and Winton Woods, but maybe Turpin on a right night in the playoffs can get a win, and maybe you get lucky and you don't have to beat both. You just got to yeah, beat one. beat one of them. And, and if things play out the way they have, look, Turpin is, they've, they've checked every box, and they've kind of done it flying under the radar. Yes. Because we've talked about LaSalle's defense. We've and, talked and I didn't, about I, Woods and I didn't look. They, they had not punted in the first three games, and yeah, I did not look to see if they punted last week. That's so. a decent stat. That's a pretty good stat. Could yeah. be a secret weapon we don't even know about yeah. yet. Their punter. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. He's, he, we don't know how where he can kick it but yet. No, that, I mean, even the four you mentioned, Harrison with Connor Kinnett at quarterback, yeah. has done really well. Done great. They've had a, they've had a, a close, close loss to East Central. That, in overtime. That's in the only loss. Yep. Uh, so they've, they've won games with defense. They've won games with offense. We all know about Winton Woods offensively with Mayan Williams I'll and tell what you they what, can though, do. The, the, the thing that sticks out to me, and again, the, the last three wins are not, the, the, the teams are not record-wise good. West Claremont, Upper Arlington, Moeller. 
But here was the scores. 49 nothing, 30 to 7, 30. They dominated all three. And oh by the way, their opening win, yeah, it was over the Division 3 Trotwood Madison. But right. they're a great program. That's their only loss, and they beat them thirty-six to seven. Yeah, they like, are killing people. This isn't like college football where you schedule teams hoping you schedule those guys. I mean, you schedule Moeller thinking they're going to be Moeller. Correct. Well, they yeah. schedule all the GCLs because right. no, nobody wants. They're not the thing. Then they're not in a conference. They're, right. they're one of the few teams in the state, or at least in this area, that, that are non-conference. So they're trying to schedule everybody. And obviously, the GCLs for them, it's a quality game for them because yes. a it's a quality opponent. Yes, it's a Division two opponent, but it's a Division two opponent that at least is going to go you know seven and three, eight and two. So you're going to get some decent second level points. Um, so I think, it, and they and they need games. So I think it's good for both. But uh, man, they are just they're killing people. And the same for LaSalle. I mean, LaSalle got that win over Lakota West, which we just talked about a moment ago. Correct. Beat them handily, thirty-one-seven. Mason is down this year. Beat them thirty-one to nothing. I don't know anything about the team from Massachusetts. They beat, but beat them handily, thirty-eight-sixteen, and beat an overmatched Dunbar, thirty-seven-seven. I think the jury is probably more out on them to me than yeah. Winton Woods is, just because quality of competition. But it's not like they're eking out these wins against comp- right. quality competition. Their defense is dominating. I guess the question is, do they have enough offense moving forward when you face a Winton Woods? Well, I, th- I think that that's what makes a matchup like that so exciting to see, and that's what makes a, a matchup against an elder. And, and saying that, I mean, all those teams that can put up points, that's where the, the true test for LaSalle is going to come. But until then, you've you got you to gotta take the eye test and what you've seen. And, and they've, they've, again, like Winton Woods, like Turpin, they've checked every box yeah, at this point. Right. It's not their fault that other teams have struggled. They've done what they needed to do. They come in, they dominate, they get a win, and they move on. Yep. All right, quickly, let's check Division Three, Region 12, where Franklin, uh, at least the local team, Franklin is third, Hamilton Baden is fifth, Ross checks in at seventh. Ross just came off uh, its first loss of the season and lost to that Harrison team we talked about a moment ago, 48-10, to 10, which I think says more about Harrison mm-hmm. than it does about Ross in a negative way. And Mount Healthy, which always schedules very tough, uh, they sit at number eight. Uh, and, and Mount Healthy, the Mount rest Healthy is a scary one because they gave Wyoming all they can handle, and, and just beat Division Two Little Miami thirty six yeah. thirty five in overtime. And yes, yep. they lost to Wyoming the week before ten to seven. They've got uh, Ross this week, huge game for both there, and they still have down the road a chance to pick up some points against Talawanda Division Two, which is four zero, and they still play Harrison yeah. next to last game of the season. So Mount Healthy got in the playoffs last year at five and five, and it feels like if they can get a couple of those wins yep. along the way, probably get in again at five and five. And honestly, looking at their schedule, probably will finish at six and four. And, and be in, in decent shape. In Division Four, Region 16, Wyoming sits number one. They're still undefeated. McNick sits at number three, three and one. Indian Hill, which lost, I believe, the opener of the season, has won all three since. Who'd they beat this week? Uh, I'm not sure who they Oh, they beat Deer week. Park. That's right. Deer Park beat them oh, in Sally. Deer Park was undefeated as Deer well. Deer Park was undefeated. Beat them yeah. in Sally. Uh, Indian Hill is number five. Bethel Tate is number six. And uh, Clinton Massey is number eight. I, I would suspect Clinton Massey will. will Quite honestly, I think they've got a schedule that would have them probably run the. T- well, they got Bishop Hartley this week. If they let's say they lose that game, they've got Goshen, Western Brown, Batavia, New Richmond, Wilmington. I would say if, if Clinton Massey goes five and one, not only will they make the playoffs, they'll move up that that yeah. ladder. So a team that's made some good playoff runs here the last after, couple of years. After getting over the hurdle this week, that this to me was Wyoming's last hurdle. They clear the hurdle of Reading. Uh, yeah, I think, and I, I think I, Wyoming I, I, runs I, I, the table. And I, I was stunned that they cleared that because that's always been a roadblock yeah. for them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, wait a minute. I'm looking. Fifty-five to six can't be the right score, can it? No, there's got to be a typo. Is that from Joe Idle? I believe it Get is. Get it together, Joe. It is. Well, you, you say that though, and I think you're right. But they've got undefeated Marymount, which yeah. we're going to talk about in a second. Undefeated Madeira, and then Deer Park, Finneytown, Taylor, and Indian Hill. Still the last the game. Hill game. Indian Hill. The last game. So we'll. we'll, we'll I, I think you're right in what you're saying about yeah. the last hurdle being ready. I mean, it always is. It's a big hurdle for everybody. Yes. 
Wyoming, Wyoming was interesting to me because I thought they would just roll through everything. That Mount Healthy game, they got, that was a, a little bit of a realization that they don't have as much firepower in the skill position as they did last year. Yeah, they but still at the same have, time, they still, they still have, have Evan Prater. Yeah, Evan Prater and that defense. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, the, the defense held Mount Healthy to seven points to get them to win the game. In Division 5, Region 20, Mary, uh, Madeira is number one there. Marymount, two. Taft is number four. CHCA is five. Summit Country Day is seven. I've actually got them on a TV game in a, in a couple of uh, weeks on October the 12th. And I think, who do they play that night? They play Norwood that night. The Wood. The Wood. And the Wood is uh, the wood is windless. So Summit should be able to continue rolling along there. In Division 6, Region 24. And again, this is kind of a mixed bag. There's not a lot of Cincinnati area teams. Uh, Deer Park is sitting at number uh, number 7 in the Harbins. And they are the only local team in that group. And then we go to Division 7, we're Region 28, and again, there's not a lot of local teams, a lot of uh, mixed bag, but New Miami sits at number 1. New Miami actually uh, was ranked in the AP poll this week in Division 7. They were ranked number 10th, so pretty nice for New Miami. Uh, Lachlan is knocking on the door. Oh, Cincinnati College Prep is number 3, and Lachlan's knocking on the door at number 9. Uh, over in Northern Kentucky, Covington Catholic continues to roll along. They got Beachwood uh, this past week, 49-3. to uh, But as you look at, at the Covcast schedule... And uh, it, it'll start to ramp up in, in a significant fashion. Covcath still has. They've got Cooper this week. I think that's a clear win. Boone County's a yep. clear win. Yep. But then they finish out with LaSalle, Highlands, and Connor. And I think they are better than Connor, but I think Connor's good enough to at least challenge them for a period of time. And again, that would be coming off the LaSalle game and the Highlands game. Right. Um, I think this team is good enough to run the table. They continue to dominate. They've not given up a touchdown to any Northern Kentucky team. The only team of the four that they've played, they played Lexington Catholic out of Northern Kentucky. But the only team of the four that scored points was Beachwood got a field goal on them. So they have dominated right. Northern Kentucky competition at this point. And, and certainly as legit I think they continue team. that going forward. I do too. All right. When we continue, we will talk some uh, NFL football. I got I to shout out to my, my, my yes. guy, Paul Kramer from Newcastle. He's my guy. He played AAU basketball hey, for me. Did you see his first half? I heard he threw five touchdowns in the first half. 10 for 11. Five touchdowns. 284 and five touchdowns That's in the awesome. first half. I, I'm glad you gave that shout Sorry out. Glad to hear that. Because he is my guy as well. Congratulations to Paul Kramer and Newcath. And yes. He probably threw one to another one of my guys, Caleb Jefferson. See? See, we've got a couple, a couple of my guys. See, you got guys spread out all over the place. Yep. I only got a handful of my guys. Yeah, you, you stick to that Kentucky area. Yeah, exactly. Those are my guys. All right. When we continue, we'll talk some NFL football, including the latest Bengals debacle and much, oh, much more. Okay. It's the Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner. He's Tony Pike. We broadcast live from the James Rapine Memorial Studio. From your friends truly, the mo- truly the James Rapine Memorial Studio after the loss he took in many facets this weekend. The Big L. We'll be back. Getting answers. Finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action. Getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Welcome back into the Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com with the real quarterback. And the quarterback whisperer now. Tony Pike. Tell people what you do as the quarterback whisperer. Uh, we do a little bit of everything. Cincy QB Academy, we, uh, we work on uh, the physical side. Uh, we work on recovery. Uh, we do, do you work the on mental them? side. Yeah, do you work on them like working on signing autographs? No, we haven't got into that yet. Okay. Now, we will do a, like a, a program for seniors going into college and maybe college going into the NFL right. once we really start producing a lot of the NFL talent around here. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that's, that's a course that comes later on. Uh, and that's a, that, there's a science to it. And there's a course on not texting threats to women, too. Is that yes. part of the course as well? 
Yes, especially okay. when you're already being investigated for stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, right, let, let, I'm going to start there. We'll get Keep to the Bengals in a second. It's our NFL segment. We just talked high school football. Next segment, we'll talk some college football because we break this into three segments, and this is the NFL segment. Let's start with Antonio Brown. I guess what do you make of 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 his nuttiness, for lack of a better term? I, it, it felt orchestrated to get to New England, right? Yep. At, at, and then, so then what happens from there? At this point, you honestly just start to worry about him as a person. I agree with because, you. Sincerely agree I, with I you. I think a lot of people, they run with this and they, they want to make fun of him and they want to do all this. But at this point, when you look at where this guy has come in a short period of time, I mean, he was he was set to make $30 million guaranteed. Yeah. If he doesn't get the $9 mil guaranteed from New England, he's going to go from $30 million guaranteed to, I think, 115 or somewhere around those numbers. Yes. I mean, so it... That's, that's a significant drop-off, and I know he's made money in his career. Doesn't uh, mean he saved money. But it's not, but it's not just that. He's lost endorsements. Yes. He's lost uh, over $30 million. And likely lost the chance to play the game right. again. Right, because mentally he just he, he can't piece it together, and he doesn't know when to stop. He doesn't know when to even— I'm, I'm not going to say this lightly. Do you wonder if— he doesn't have some brain dysfunction. Yeah, I, th- no, I, I mean, honestly, I'm, I, I'm I honestly that think it, no. I honestly think it is to that point. I mean, you look at take the Raiders for example, who built thirty million guaranteed into him, mm-hmm. and then they sat by while he had the helmet fiasco for two weeks, and then they said, "Come on back, we we still welcome you." He misses a mandatory meeting, which if anyone did on that team, you get fined for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, didn't like it. That well, translates. he did get fined in the letter, so right. that's, that was kind of one of the straws that started to right. start this whole process. That translates to the fiasco there. That translates to the New England fiasco. And now, you know, going out and calling out Robert Kraft and calling out Ben Roethlisberger and Shannon Sharp and all this stuff, the guy just doesn't know when to stop and he doesn't know when to pull back. And now the problem with all this is that he turns this, everything that happens, he turns into being someone else's fault. Yes. Now it's the NFLPA's fault. Yes. Now it was it was Roethlisberger. It was it was these guys' fault. Not one time has he just said, "Hey, it's my fault." We're heading back to the gridiron here at Loveland High School, Loveland Tiger Stadium. It's twenty-nine to seven, Milford at the half. It's homecoming week, and if you like to hear this game again or any of our podcasts or other games, visit our media podcast platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Player.fm, and iHeartMedia Podcast. There's lots of options for you to catch ESP Media. We're about ready to start the second half. I'm Lee W. Mallon, and I'm joined tonight by Kyle Howard and our engineer, Brock Faulkner. Gentlemen, great half so far. What do you expect to see out of the second? Well, I think we're going to have a uh, passing attack here from Loveland for sure, down by three scores here. Going to get the ball to start the second half. Need to get on the field and score and get back to get themselves within a couple scores. But Milford, I think you might see more of a ground game here, just trying to grind it out here, uh, up three scores on the other side. Uh, but you may see some more passing going on from uh, trying to establish a connection again some more with uh, Ringland and Hunter Johnson really seem to be in stride tonight. So they might try to continue to develop that throughout the night. But Overall, I kind of expect them to, unless Loveland does go on the field and score, I'd expect Milford to put the ground, the ball on the ground more. Yeah, and I do agree with you there, Kyle. Um, I think this Loveland team on offense, they're obviously going to be trying to get down the field as quickly as possible and try to get back in this game. And um, On the defensive side, I think you're going to see some very aggressive play calling uh, by Andy Cruz, um, the head coach here for the Tigers. And 
really kind of pack the box and, and kind of anticipate that run game, like you said. Um, not only that, but it's gotten to the quarterback, and it's, and it's kind of worked so far. So I think it would be an interesting uh, half coming up. Some halftime scores for you from other Eastern Cincinnati Conference games. We mentioned a couple before the end of the first half. Kings led Turpin 17-14 at Kings. West Claremont home, they led 10-0 in the half against Walnut Hills. And Anderson, before the half, they led over Withrow 34-6. Again, that Redskins offense, quite potent. And also the Kings game, that's a very good battle between Kings and Turpin. Probably your one, two, three punches in the ECC so far. Yeah, and, and we're going to get a chance to see a lot of those teams here in the, in the coming weeks here. This is second bout here with Milford. A couple weeks ago here, that was not conference play here. This is a second game of conference play last week. Didn't start off well with Withrow. Tonight, not really starting off in their favor either, but do have a second half to play in this one. They can finish strong here and as they proceed down in conference play here. It's the Milford Eagles and the Loveland Tigers set to start the second half here on a beautiful night here at Loveland, Ohio. The Tigers in the home black jerseys, orange numbers, white trim, black helmets. Milford in the traveling whites with red numbers and white helmets, the red M on the front. It's a beautiful night, great crowd on tap. We crowned a homecoming king and queen. Listen to the Loveland Tigers band during the half. Sounded marvelous out there. It's, it's been a wonderful night. It showcases what Cincinnati, Ohio has to offer in terms of high school football and the environment you can bring out to any home match, wherever you go. Remember, Loveland won the toss and they deferred to the second half, so the Tigers are set to get the ball back as Milford leads 29-7. Three receiving touchdowns for Vince Ringland to give him five on the year, and also... That gives him five against the Loveland Tigers, does Ringland. Loveland score, that was a great reversal and a roll of quarterbacks as Luca Aquilino found Calvin Cloud in the end zone. And that gave Loveland their six points. Extra point was good. And also, the Tigers got on the board for first time since week three. Tigers will be heading from left to right, ready to receive the ball, and Milford kicking it away, heading from right to left. <coughs> However you catch our games here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Thank you for making us a part of your Friday evening and a part of the start to another weekend here in Southwest Ohio, or wherever you're listening in from. It's going to be Vince Ringland set to kick it away. And the two back there for Loveland, waiting at their own five in Tyler Lake and Bailey Jackson. Here comes the kick, and it will find Lake this time as Jackson prepares the guard, and Lake will slice up to the 30-yard line, brought down around the 31, and it's first and 10 Loveland as we have started the second half here. Six seconds into the third quarter as Milford leads Loveland 29-7. A win by the Eagles keeps the victory bell in Milford. And if Loveland can crawl back out of this current 22-point deficit, that would be their first win of the year. It would be Milford's first loss on the year after scoring first. They are 2-0, are the Eagles, if they strike first. And also the Eagles have fallen to 2-3. 
Both teams also looking for their first ECC football win of the 2019 campaign. It's plowed towards the left, finds his running back, and it's quickly snuffed out by Milford and Hayden Oberschlank. That was a great run by Oberschlank right up the middle, found the running back and just gobbled him up. That's a loss of two. It'll drop the Tigers back on their own 29 for a second down in 12. With 11.30 to go in the third quarter as Milford leads by 22, 29-7. Cloud will send two receivers checking in on the left, spaced out, and Lodor on the right wing. It's a fake handoff as Cloud maintains the ball, goes towards the first down markers, and it looked like it was picked off by Milford. It looked like it was almost a simultaneous catch by both an Eagle and a Tiger, but that's picked off by the Eagles and they have very good field position to start their first offensive possession of this second half as Milford leads Loveland 29 to 7 and the ball will be spotted back at Loveland's 33 yard line first and 10. Yeah, we don't have review up here so it's a, it's a little different here in high school football but it, uh, to me it looked like it was a simultaneous catch so I'm a little surprised they rolled it that way so quickly but it also looked like the defender for Milford broke away and retrieved it therefore giving him full possession so it's first and 10 Eagles at Loveland's 33-yard line. One back, and Johnson hands it off. That's Max Ward. And Ward will pick up a decent chunk of yards. However, here comes a flag spiring in from the far linesman. So if that does stand, Ward would pick up, let's call that seven. I think the ball would be spotted around the 20 six-yard line and looks like a face mask has been called against Loveland's defense Loveland got four first downs off of Milford penalties I believe the Eagles get a first down on a Loveland penalty I believe it's the first time tonight first and ten for the Eagles they lead 29-7 10-55 and rolling to go in the third and they're inside the Loveland 15. Two receivers to the left, one to the right, and a handoff to the back, and looks like Max Ward. And he'll get tripped up right around the 10 and slide Max to the Loveland the six. That is short of a couple of yards. That is short a couple of yards of the first down marker. And that is Max Ward with the run. Call it second down and five. They'll spot the ball back at the Loveland nine. Johnson with two receivers waiting to the right. One on the near side. The back to the right of Johnson. That is Max Ward again. Ten seconds left on the play clock. Slapping the hands. Johnson fakes to Ward. Goes to the right. Touchdown. Ringland, his fourth receiving touchdown of the night for the Milford Eagles. That's incomplete. I thought Ringland held on to it, but it's ruled incomplete. Stop the clock at 10.01 to go in the third. Must have just drilled out of his hands very, very late. Yeah, and a big break there for Loveland, too. Is very easy pass and catch there, and usually one he'll haul in. Ringland still at three. As Johnson will give it to Ward. He'll pick up the necessary yards for a first down. Continue to grind 
He won't get in the end zone, but he's not far off. He's about one yard shy, and that will set up a first and goal opportunity for the Eagles at Loveland's one. The 9.49, and the clock will roll once the down marker is set, and it's 29-7 Milford. Brock mentioned in the first half that Milford, they got a three-headed running back machine. Ward, Johns, I believe Bayer was the third one, but you see that all three bring something different to the Milford offense. And right now, Ward got most of that yardage. They have the power back, Johns, to the left of the quarterback. A fake to Johns to the left, picked off by Loveland. It's picked off by Loveland. I believe that's Ethan Freeland in the end zone. And that is a touchback off the interception by the Tigers. Ethan Lund able to pull that one back in the back corner of the end zone there. Nice grab just to rip it away from him. in front and took the ball away and the big defensive stand in the red zone. Yeah, and questionable play calling by Milford there. Running the ball was working and getting them downfield and then all of a sudden they go to the pass. And there's a flag that has just flown out at the Loveland 5. Very, very late as the Tigers are making their way off the field. That's going against the Tigers who have the ball now at their own 20-yard line before the penalty. That was Ethan Lund, I beg your pardon. And Coach Andy Reid is out there now getting an explanation from the officials on what exactly was uh, called for the unsportsmanlike conduct there. Listening very carefully to the two officials. He's not happy about it, I can tell you that much. He's still arguing it. I can clear it up now, I think he's gonna walk away, but. Bodlin gets the ball back. It's a pair of interceptions start off this third quarter. 9-18 remains on our third as Milford has a 29-7 lead over the Loveland Tigers. Homecoming weekend, great turnout of fans. And the ball will be going back to Loveland's 10 on that, on that foul. So it is first and 10, where the Tigers have to get past their 20 for a fresh set of downs. It's Calvin Cloud back out there for the Tigers. He'll send Lund on the far wing with Bailey Jackson. And two stacked on the right. Cloud will back up just at his five. Gets the ball. Scopes it towards the left. And spins it for Jackson just off his right hand. A little bit high for Bailey Jackson. It falls incomplete for second down and ten at Loveland's ten. And the clock stop 9-13 to play in the third. Marvelous crowd on hand. Milford student section called the flock. It's camo night. Could make the joke that you can't see him because of the camouflage. But it's a nice turnout of Milford fans and Loveland fans here as Cloud goes to the left on second and ten. And the receiver continues to roll. And he'll be knocked down past the 20-yard line. That's a fresh set of downs for the Tigers. And now the Tigers have it at their own 21-yard line for first and 10. Ball spot at Loveland's 21. Cloud, an empty back, three on the right, two on the far side. Cloud takes it himself 
and Cloud. He'll pick up about five on that bullying up front. Calvin Cloud's done that a couple times tonight. He's picked up a good chunk of yardage. Second and four now for the Tigers at their own 28. 8.30 and rolling to go in the third. 29-7, Milford is your score. To Cloud, who goes directly towards his right. He finds Hatfield, but Hatfield is covered up quickly by the Milford defense. Hatfield will lose about two yards, three yards on the catch, and that will put Loveland back at their own 24-yard line. It is third down and eight, Tigers. We'll see if Loveland can get about eight yards here. Hopefully keep moving the football. They put it together a pretty decent drive coming right out of the gate here. Cloud with two receivers on both sides and looks that way. Here comes a pack of Eagles down the right side of the field. It's incomplete. Falls about six or seven yards in front of Austin Lodor. And that will be fourth down and eight now for the Tigers as the punting unit will shuffle in to the gridiron. I, I think he would have gotten held up for pass interference there had the ball been not thrown out too far in front of him. Definitely some pushing and shoving going on, but that's probably about five, six yards past him anyway. Not catchable. It stops the clock at 7.44 to go in the third quarter where Milford maintains a 29-7 lead. That's the lead it was at the half. As Milford looks for the two-game sweep of the Loveland Tigers this regular season, their first ECC win. And Max Ward will not go for the ball as it will take a couple of Loveland rolls and a couple of Tigers sweep in. A right hand sweep towards the ball, trying to push it as far as it can go. But it will stop past the Milford 33-yard line and it's first and 10 for the Eagles. And a flag. As a pack of referees by the Loveland L Talk it over a little bit. Looks like it's going to be against defense Tigers. Well, redo the kick on Loveland's infraction. Now out there for the return for this punt goes Max Ward and the addition of Jackson Stickle. Great night here, the breeze is blowing through here, making it a little cooler, overlooking Loveland's football field. Beautiful night, great night for football. The Tigers punting unit back out there. Legal procedure, cost the Tigers five. And Stickle and Ward out there for the Eagles to return. This one reaches the nighttime sky as Ward picks it up and fumbles it. Here comes a pack of Tigers. And do the Loveland Tigers recover? Yes, they do. Mason Moore got down there and got that. That was a gutsy, gutsy play there by uh, Max Ward not to call for the fair catch. Bro, the first... Uh, Mistake I've seen him make all year, and the, the third time I've uh, had the opportunity to watch them this year, and it's been outstanding. But a miscue here could 
possibly lead to Loveland getting back in this game. Tigers offense back on the field after Max Ward with the fumble. And Cloud starts up this offensive drive with two wide receivers on both sides of the formation. And a back to the left. It's a handoff to the back and a give for Lodor, who's trying to get his leg back past the original line of scrimmage. He'll be stopped a little short. A loss of, let's say, a couple hairs. It will be second and ten and a half for Loveland. 6.57 and rolling to go in the third quarter. The Tigers trail the Milford Eagles 29-7. Empty back for Cloud. Two on the far side, three receivers on the right. Cloud looks down the middle of the field, keeps it himself, slants towards the left, and he gets past a couple of eagle tacklers, and he'll get back past the original line of scrimmage and pick up one after that for a gain of two, and third and nine, Loveland, at Milford's 44. That Milford defensive line has really, really stepped it up big here in the second half, and they're not giving Loveland any room. Four receivers now on the right, one on the left as Cloud rolls towards his right, met up with a flock of Eagles, and taking him down is Cameron Hemmert. And Hemmert comes up with the sack. That's a loss of three, and it's fourth down for Loveland in Milford territory still at now the Eagles 47. Cloud has not left the field. Looks like Coach Cruz is going to roll with this offense. Well, I mean, at, at this point, you're down by three scores halfway through the quarter, the third quarter here. You have to score at some point. You have to get a stop defensively at some point, too. So it's you got to put some trust in your team here. That's what Coach, Coach Cruz is doing here. Single back formation with two on both sides for Cloud as he spins the ball and quickly gets it for Lodor, who's passed the first down marker and brought down at the 32-yard line by Max Ward. And the Tigers are moving the chains. You mentioned about the score, but all night Coach Cruz has been keeping the offense on the field when Loveland's in Milford territory on fourth down. At that time, that's a treat of a pass from Calvin Cloud to Austin Lodor. It's first and ten with three backs checking on the left. Now a man in motion from left to right. Cloud with his shoulders towards the left, finds someone towards the right, and it's going to be whistled down, incomplete. I think it was almost like the flea flicker there where the yeah. original catcher in Lake was trying to find the incoming Tiger and Bailey Jackson, and the refs rule it incomplete quickly. Well, I'm not so sure about that. That's what the Andy Cruz wants an explanation on because they were trying to do a hook and ladder, which almost went disastrous for for, uh, for Loveland here. That could have been a turnover the way it worked out, but they do recover the ball, which would be advancing the football. If it's incomplete, they go back to the line of scrimmage. So it would be <laughs> it's a strange because it was almost a bad play for Loveland. It ends up being a good play with the fumble. So now, now they're actually fighting for a fumble. We certainly have seen our fair share of tricky plays tonight. That one. The game the first down. That's going to be on the gain. And Loveland, just a couple yards shy of the red zone. 4.55 to go, and the clock rolls now with Milford on top, 29-7 here on a beautiful Friday night, week five of high school football. Cloud will focus three receivers to the left and two on the right. 
The three on the left are more spaced out. Almost a snap going to the backfield. And Cloud trying to weave his way through a left, then a right, then a left, and another right. And Cloud might get back to the original line of scrimmage. The ball is spotted at Milford's 23-yard line now. It's second down and 10 for the Tigers. This game, compared to last week, we've really seen Cloud very confident with the ball. He's running it up. He's making great passes. And he also has a receiving touchdown tonight, which is not a stat you normally say for quarterbacks. As Cloud rolls out, flag down, and Cloud is taken down at the Milford 25. However, there is a flag, and it's going to be offensive holding off the Tigers. 3.55 to go in the third quarter. Loveland trails 29-7, and the Tigers are going to be backed up on a penalty. This one hurts here, too. You're, still, you're finally starting to drive the ball again, which you're trying to get yourself back in this game here, but you're chewing up more clock when you get these penalties as well. How far back will the Tigers go? They'll go back to the Milford 36-yard line, and that's a long Hamilton County mile to go. The Tigers need to get to Milford's 12 for a fresh set of downs. The ball spotted at the 36. It is second down and long for Calvin Cloud and the Tigers offense. Two wide receivers will check in on the right. Lodor in between the farthest wide receiver and the offensive line. I believe that's Lake, the far right wing receiver. Cloud down the middle and cannot find Bailey Jackson. That was about arm's length away, about two yards away from Jackson's outstretched arm. It's incomplete for third down and 24 back at Milford's 36. Tough play call to make here because you could cut away some of that yardage here and maybe make it fourth and manageable, but you also want to punch it in the end zone here pretty soon too. 327 remains in the third quarter. Loveland trailing 29-7. It's Tigers ball at Milford's 36 on third and long. Cloud zips it down the middle. Back to the original line of scrimmage. A great catch there. I believe that's Lodor. He'll be stopped around the 16-yard line by Ward and a second eagle. And that will put up a fourth down and five at Milford's 17-yard line. The offense staying out there, and it's going to be an empty backfield for Calvin Cloud. Cloud looks back towards his coaching staff. 2.57 to play in this third quarter, and Cloud continues to slap his hands on the helmet, and I believe Loveland's going to use a timeout, and they will use their first one. We'll take one with the Tigers here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. 2.51 to go in the third quarter, 29-7 Milford. Entrust the buying and selling of your home to Sipsy Klein's number one Loveland agent, Kelly Williams. With over 25 years of living in Tiger Nation, Kelly truly cares about the community and her clients. Call her to get the most out of your experience. You can reach Kelly at 513-348-4548. That's 513-348-4548.
Milford 29, Loveland 7 here with 2.51 to play in the third quarter. Here at Loveland High School, it's homecoming week, week five of Ohio High School football. Thanks for joining us tonight on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. With our engineer, Brock Faulkner, our color commentator, Kyle Howard, and myself, Lee W. Mowen, we welcome you aboard. And don't forget, you can listen to this game archived very shortly after the conclusion. Cloud's got an empty backfield. Four to the right on fourth down and five. Low and in and out of the hands of Jackson and the ball falls incomplete and a turnover on downs gives the Eagles back the ball at their own 17 yard line. 2.45 to play in the third, Milford 29, Loveland seven. And I know it's 29-7 game, but that's a big stop there by the Milford defense here. You go out a touchdown, you go down by two scores, almost the fourth quarter, you get some momentum back on the side of this homecoming crowd tonight. It could really be a game changer, so a uh, good stop here on fourth and five to get the ball back. Not much offensively happening in this third quarter between the Eagles or the Tigers. Couple of turnovers, that one on downs against the Tigers. And Milford sets up shop inside their own 20 yard line for a first and 10 on their 17. One back behind the quarterback in Hunter Johnson. And it's a give to the back. I believe that's Johns bouncing off towards the right. Johns possibly picks up about three yards. They'll be second down and seven Eagles at their own 20. Probably see a lot of this here. The remainder of this game here, just chewing some clock and pounding, just pounding the football here for the rest of the way just to kind of eat that clock off and really force Loveland into having to score pretty quickly the rest of the game. If you look at the stats on ECCSports.com and you look at Milford, you think it's more of an aerial attack by the Eagles, and that still holds true, but the running game been very nice tonight. Ringland leads the scoring core with three receiving touchdowns. And it's a spiral to Noah Early. And Noah Early's got some room to roam past midfield. He made the catch around the 24-yard line. And Early brought down in Loveland territory right by the Tigers' 41-yard line. That is a big first down for the Eagles as they soar from side to side on the field. Ben Morrison with a huge hit at the end, too, to shove him down. Had the crowd going ooh and on ah there at the end. Loveland will take their second time out of the second half with 1.50 to play in the third here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports, as Milford leads 29-7. Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook. Milford 29, Loveland 7, 150 to play in the third. Coming off Loveland's second timeout used in the half. One left for the Tigers. One back to the left of Hunter Johnson. He's got three on the left, one on the right. Looks towards the right, down towards the left, looking and finding a touchdown pass for Peyton Bauer. Touchdown Milford, their first score of the second half. Puts the Milford Eagles up by another score, 35-7, Milford on top. 
That's a money ball there for Peyton Bauer. Just right on a nice touch on it. That perfect speed coming down the sidelines to make that catch. It's exactly what you're looking for here. and Something they're going to look forward to going down, down the road to the season here. They're happy to see that in this game. Grace Hurdle will check in for the extra point. Eagles up 35-7. Here's the snap, the place, and the kick by Ertl. It's a left foot send, and it's good for the extra point. Eagles now lead 36-7 with 1.41 to play in the third here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For over 55 years, Miller Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com. Milford leads 36-7 after that long strike, finding the hands of Peyton Bauer and into the end zone. First score for Milford or any team in the second half as Ringland kicks it away. It will find the hands of Lake. Lake gets to work as the returnee. Lake will spin off an eagle then fall around the 27-yard line and the Loveland offense back on the field for first and 10. By a beautiful night, quite a packed house. Also, there are representatives from the class of 1969 out here tonight. That's a long time of Tiger pride. I'd love to know what the changes were from Loveland back in 1969 to today. Well, they probably didn't have these turf fields back then. <laughs> probably not. Or a lot of the stores on the way down here, too. Yeah, probably not. Empty backfield for Cloud. He'll have three receivers to the right, two on the left. And goes to the left, finding Bailey Jackson trying to stutter step his way past the grab of Cameron Hemmert. And Jackson picks up about four yards on that catch. And it'll be second down and six at Loveland's 32. 117 and rolling to go in this third quarter. Not a rolling clock situation. It's only a 29-point lead in Ohio high school football rules. It needs to be 30 or above. Cloud, fake pumps towards the left. Now rolls towards the right and spirals one. And trying to get back there, he prevents the interception to Jacob Cook. But it's incomplete as it bounces off the hands of Tyler Lake. It's third and eight now for Loveland after the incomplete pass. Stopping the clock exactly with one to play in the third quarter. 36-7, Milford. The Tyler Lake there really playing safety. He had to come swat the ball away or that ball's getting intercepted. That was thrown way under thrown and he threw it off balance. That's at least a five-yard return trying to get back to knock it away from Cook. Third and eight, empty backfield. Three on the right, two on the left. Cloud looks towards the left, goes down the middle, incomplete as it scrapes the arms of Mason Moore. And it's fourth and eight after that incomplete pass for the Tigers. And the punting unit checks in. 
56 seconds left in the third quarter as Loveland trails 36-7 here. Milford looking to go over 500. They were 2-1 before last week's loss at Walnut Hills, 35-7. That's a good Eagles squad, Walnut Hills. And that's also another battle of the same mascot name. We had one with Rowe hosting Loveland, Battle of the Tigers. And Walnut Hills had Milford in the Battle of the Eagles. Punt is away past midfield, bouncing past the 35, taking a Milford bounce and swallowed up quickly by the grab of Loveland's Ben Morrison. And Milford has it around their 36-yard line, first and 10 after the Loveland punt. 46 seconds remain in the third. Eagles 36, Tigers 7. See how they open up here. You'd expect them to still continue to keep it on the ground, although you saw Hunter Johnson step back and air it out last drive. That's Caleb Johns in the backfield. He's the lone back. Three on the right, one on the left for Milford. First and ten. It's a fake handoff and bouncing off the hands of Bauer. And it's incomplete, falling to second and ten at Milford's 36. Eagles continue to strike in the air. Mentioned Hunter Johnson coming into this match. 550 yards on the year after four complete games. And tonight has three touchdowns to Ringland and a flag has flown out at the Milford 35. And the near linesman will come over to the official and have a word about what this penalty could be. The play clock when I looked is at 20. Officials talked to some of the coaching staff members of Loveland. And that's a sideline warning going against Loveland. It will remain second and ten for Milford at their own 36. One back behind Johnson. Three checking in on the right, one left. Handoff for Johns. Johns trying to power his way through the lines. And he gets past the trenches and stumbles to the 41-yard line. They're going to mark him down before the 40, actually. It is third down and six, Milford, at their own 39-yard line with 25 seconds of rolling to go in this third quarter. Another single back. Shotgun to the left of Johnson. One to the left, three on the right. Johnson backs up about three yards. Incoming on the sack, but he finds Johns for the completed pass. And Johns continues to muscle his way through. He is swarmed with Loveland Tigers. And the flag comes bouncing in at the Loveland 38-yard line. Caleb Johns really, really grinded his way through there. I think he hit the boomstick there and he's going through. There was a flag that flew in. And with one shoe to boot. And that will be the end of the third quarter and the face mask going against the Tigers and that's more yardage going in favor of Milford. They'll spot the ball before the third quarter ends. Caleb Johns, a great catch. And I believe that will do it for this third quarter. 12 more minutes to play as Milford leads Loveland 36 to seven here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.
and trust the buying and selling of your home to Sipsy Klein's number one Loveland agent, Kelly Williams. With over 25 years of living in Tiger Nation, Kelly truly cares about the community and her clients. Call her to get the most out of your experience. You can reach Kelly at 513-348-4548. That's 513-348-4548. to play in this contest. Milford Eagles 36, Loveland Tigers 7. A scoring update to tell you about in ECC play. It was 24-14 West Claremont over Walnut Hills. And here comes some flags. Milford will be backed up a couple yards on the illegal procedure according to the PA announcer. It'll be first down and 15. Ball now spotted at Loveland's 27-yard line. Johns will be the back for the Eagles, along with quarterback Hunter Johnson. Johnson will send two receivers, and it'll be a timeout taken by Milford with 13 seconds on the play clock. We'll keep it here, actually on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. We have yet to start the fourth quarter, and a legal procedure flag against Milford, and a timeout by the Eagles. It's the start to this fourth quarter. We got Brock Faulkner, our engineer. We got Kyle Howard, and we have Lee W. Mound with you here tonight. And a 36-7 Milford Eagles lead. Fourth quarter, 12 minutes on the board. If you're the Loveland Tigers, how are you attacking this Eagles squad? They have the ball, keep in mind. It's got to be quick. It's got to be a, a couple. We're going to start throwing some deep balls here, to, to be honest with you, to, get the, to keep the clock where it's at here and get the points on the board here. They don't have a chance at that bell. They're going to score quick. The Eagles back on the field after taking their first timeout. They have two left in the half. Here's the start of the fourth quarter. Drop back for Johnson. Two Tigers coming in, and he's hit after he unleashes a throw, and it's caught. It's caught past the first down marker and ran into the end zone. Touchdown, Noah Early, and the Eagles have put on six more points. What could have been a sack by two Tigers closing in, it turns out to be a touchdown to Noah Early, 42-7, and now we're in rolling clock situation. That was almost an unbelievable catch. He had to adjust back to get that. He just ran around everybody else to get to the, back, the corner of the end zone near the pylon. Here's the extra point attempt by Grace Ertle. Who's made the last three, I believe. Here's the placement and the kick. Hits off the post. Off the right post. And no extra point there for the Eagles. But Milford leads 42-7. to with 11.52 to go in the fourth quarter here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, 
and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Forty-two to seven, Eagles. Your score. We'll have a rolling clock after the kick. As Milford looks to take both regular season matches against their opponent just twelve miles away in the Loveland Tigers. This one counts in the Eastern Cincinnati Conference records. Both teams 0-1. Milford fell at Walnut Hills last week, 35-7. Loveland fell at Withrow, 39-0. And that's a game you can hear on archive on ESP Media. Here's a return by Lake. He'll slice his way towards the left, looking for that big hole, and he'll be swarmed up in a nest of eagles and a pride of tigers. And the ball will be spotted at Loveland's 32-yard line. The clock will continue to roll. 11 and a half to go in the fourth quarter as Loveland trails 42 to 7. Yeah, and hopefully Loveland can come out here and uh, keep moving the ball a little by little and to maybe even get in the end zone and and build. Um, I know last week they got shut out. This week their offense has looked better. Just a couple of turnovers here and penalties end up stalling those drives. Empty backfield for Cavan Cloud. Three on the left, two on the right. First and ten. High snap by the helmet of Cloud. And he'll roam forward for a pickup of... About two on the play, and it becomes second and eight for the Tigers at their own 34. The clock continues to tick down. 10.40 to go in the four, 42-7 Milford. I will say the Loveland Tiger mascot, quite active. <laughs> He's a very dancing Tiger. Another empty back set for Cloud, goes towards the left. It's complete at the 40 and swallowed up quickly by Milford's Mason Roy. The positive yardage will be picked up. It'll be spotted at the 40 for a third down and three situation. But 10-12 and rolling to go in the fourth. Still 42-7 Eagles. Cloud gets the instructions by the coaching staff. Two will check in on the left, two on the right side. They'll be spaced out. The near side receivers bunched up together in a slant. Here's Cloud to the right, and that's a first down as Lodar continues to roll, and Lodar into Milford territory, dropped down at the 36-yard line. First and 10, Loveland, as the chains have to make their way from Loveland territory to Milford country. Great look there by Cloud. He found his tight end, Austin Lodor. Loveland continues to push the chains forward. 9.20 and rolling to go in this fourth quarter. 42-7 Milford. Band still here. Where the fireworks were shooting off. I was telling Brock during the halftime break. His first high school game that I had with fireworks in it. Slant towards the left. It's caught and complete by Ethan Lund and he'll be Taken down at Milford's 35-yard line. That's a pickup of about four. We'll go second and six at the Eagles' 35. 
Yeah, that's, that's way cooler than uh, our entrance coming in. You, you have the guy in front that would, uh, had the hammer, who, the, the best defensive player of the week from the week before. But aside from that, it was never had any fireworks. And I'm kind of jealous about that. Yeah, I, I am too. We had the inflatable helmet that the football team ran through, but that's about it. Cloud with the handoff. It's a slant towards the left. Still on his feet, but now pushed out of bounds. That was taken by Reese Hatfield. The junior picks up another set of first downs. And the chains continue to move for the black and orange. 8.20 and rolling to go in the fourth. 42-7 Milford. A solo back for Calvin Cloud to Cloud. It's a fake handoff as Cloud skills back and finds an open target rushing into the end zone. Ethan Lund, touchdown Tigers. Cloud finds Lund and Loveland puts on six on the board. Make it 42 to 13 with 7.59 to play in the fourth. And I believe that stops the rolling clock. Hey, unless well. Milford can get back up to 30 or more in the lead. And it was a good play call by, by Andy Cruz and, and keeping Lodor in kind of as uh, Calvin Cloud's personal blocker there to make sure he had time to let uh, Ethan Lund get down the field. The Tigers are going for two after that pass to Lund from Cloud. Cloud will send four receivers to the right, one on the left. The one on the left is Lund. He just got the touchdown. And Cloud scrambled out of the pocket and throws it away past the end zone. The two-point conversion fails. But with 7.59 to play in the fourth quarter, the rolling clock has stopped. And it's 42-13 Milford over Loveland here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For over 32 years, Nelson & Associates, a family-owned, Ohio-based, full-service real estate company, has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson & Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson & Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-6011. Tigers set to kick it away as it's Lund with a touchdown reception from Calvin Cloud. And that makes the score Eagles 42, Tigers 13 on homecoming weekend. Band still playing loud. I think it's one of my favorite things. Outside the actual, you know, football game, love what the brand, the band brings to an environment. Barnsworth's out there to kick it away for Loveland. Yeah, there's not much like a high school football marching band behind you. That's uh, it's a lot of fun. Barnsworth set to kick it away. Two returnees for Milford in front of their own 10. Running for it. It's an onside kick. Taken up quickly by Milford's Charlie Versick. Lee Versick was there to read that onside kick. And hey, that play is not as easy as it looks. I got yelled at when I was a freshman in high school for having an onside kick to me, and I fumbled the ball and gave the ball back. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, give him props right there. And remember, onside kicks have to go 10 yards in order to be an opportunity for the kicking team to recover it. 
That one was a little short, but is that probably one of the toughest plays to pull off in football? I just meant from receiving the ball. You're about to get drilled as soon as, you <laughs> as, soon as the ball goes in your hands. But Fair enough. It's first <laughs> and ten at Milford's 48-yard line. As the Eagles look on the attack, hey, rolling on Loveland in is took Jack the ball away. Bayer. It was Bayer with the carry. And the ref will spot it inside the circle, the soccer circle. And it's in between Loveland's 47 and 48-yard line for a second down and five. One back behind the quarterback, Johnson. Three receivers checking on the near side. Johnson hands it off. And running forward with the ball is Jack Bayer. Bayer's got the first down and more as he has trickled down around Loveland's 33-yard line. Trent Williamson there for Loveland is standing him up and going for the ball as hard as he can. He's trying to punch it out, strip it, whatever he can. It's first and 10, Milford. Remember, the rolling clock has stopped because the lead is under 30. 7.03 to go in the fourth. It's a handoff back to Bayer. Bayer rolls towards the left. Not a lot of room to go forward. But he'll pick up about three on that rush. They'll stop the clock at 6.54 to go. And it's 42 to 13, Milford on top. The Eagles driving the ball after recovering an onside kick attempt. Johnson back out there, three chicken on the left. One receiver on the right side. Johnson claps his hands together, gets the ball, and keeps it himself. He'll tumble forward and reach his arm out as far as it will go. He'll get the ball right around the Loveland 26-yard line. The clock will continue to roll. It's third down and five at Loveland's 27-yard line. 42-13, Milford, your score. Loveland will be back home next week. They'll take on the Wolves of West Claremont, who were leading in the fourth against Walnut Hills. Play goes up the middle on the reversal, and Loveland able to keep the back in Bayer. Stuffed to about one yard of gain. And it's fourth down and about four and three quarters for Milford. They'll keep the offense on the field with 5.55 and rolling to go in the fourth. Loveland trailing 42 to 13. It's Eagles with the ball. Johnson's got Bayer as the back. Three receivers spaced out to the left. One on the near side. The bell rings. It's a handoff to Bayer. Lots of open turf and it'll get close to the Loveland 15. He's dragged down by Gavin Fozel-Logan. And that will be a first down for Milford with 5.29 to go in the fourth quarter. 42-13, Milford on top and a timeout taken on the field. We'll take it with them as the Eagles lead here on ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, what's your salary? 
At Northwestern Mutual Cincinnati, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right question, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want, now and years from now. Plan your financial story with Northwestern Mutual. Contact us today at 513-366-3600 or visit us on the web at cincinnati.nm.com. Milford over Loveland with 5.29 to go in this fourth quarter. The Eagles have a first and 10 after that Bayer run. And the Eagles mirror their previous formation with three on the right. And it's a handoff to Bayer again. A nice open hole. Nice setup that time as Bayer's pushed out of bounds. But I believe that was Hunter Johnson trying to set up that stop. Possibly Jack Muthig. But that's a solid pickup. Actually, I thought he picked up a couple yards. Looks like he lost one. It's hard to tell sometimes from our vantage point. 5.03 and rolling to go in the fourth quarter. 42-13, Milford, your score. Spaced out receivers to the left, two of them, in fact. Hand off to Bayer, trying to find an open hole. And gets taken down right around the 17-yard line. It's a little past the line of scrimmage, and it makes it third and nine for the Eagles, up 42-13, 4.40 to play. Milford holds on, though, improved to three and two on the year, and one and one in ECC play. Loveland will fall to 0 and five and 0 and two in conference play. It's a third down and nine. There's one receiver checking in on the right. It'll be the man in motion. And it's a handoff to the man in motion goes Price and Price. It'll be dropped short of the first down right around Loveland's 10. It'll be fourth down and five with 4.03 and rolling to go in the fourth quarter. 42 to 13 Eagles. Not really sure what happened there, but uh, the official was escorting off uh, to make that... Uh, Ben Morrison, excuse me. He's escorted off his run off the field there at the end. I'm not really sure what happened there, but he was, they just rushed him off the field, so I don't know. He, was, he had his hands up like, what's going on? But Possibly the helmet came off at all. Why not? It's like we got sure. another Loveland player with the same situation. And handoff on fourth down. Price swallowed up by the Loveland defense and stopped right around the 16-yard line. And that offensive series fizzles out in the red zone of Loveland. And the Tigers take over on downs with 3.29 to play in the fourth. Eagles 42, Loveland 13. Great stop there by Loveland's defense. It's now a three and a half to go here. Really want to see them get something going offensively here as they... Uh, have their season move forward next week. Obviously, this one's going to be going to Milford here. They'll get to keep the bell here this year, but you can run some plays here to kind of get yourself in a rhythm that'll help you moving forward here in the ECAC play and get you back on track next week. First and 10, empty back for Cloud. Three on the right, two on the left. Cloud arcs it strong, and it bobbles in and out of the hands of the target 
and that's complete. Aquilino, I believe, made that catch. A little quarterback-to-quarterback -quarterback action tonight, second time. That's a pickup of six, and we'll call it second down and four at Loveland's own 22. 3.03 to go in this fourth quarter. The Eagles 42 and the Tigers 13. Another empty backfield as Lodor checks in just to the right of the offensive line. Three receivers spaced out almost evenly on the left as Cloud gets the ball. Looking towards the right and arcing one for Lone Tiger and he's got it past the 30, past the 20 and brought down past the Milford 10. Long Calvin Cloud bomb. Well, find the Tigers at first and goal. That was a great read by Cloud. Found the receiver past the two-man coverage of Milford and almost ran it in for a six-point score. But the Tigers not done yet. It's first and goal at Milford's 10. Cloud chased by a pack of Eagles. Gets the pass off towards the left and he'll find Moore, Mason Moore, and he'll get past the 10 and drop down around the nine. We'll call it second and goal inside the Milford 10. 2.08 and rolling to go in the fourth. Exactly what you want to see Loveland do here with the remaining clock here is get something going offensively, get the long ball going. They haven't really taken too many shots down the field today and there's a when they did it, it worked to perfection. So want to see him execute this drive and finish it out as well. Cloud's got a man in motion to the right from the left, and he's chased out of the pocket and looks for a Tiger, but there's a flag flying at the Milford six. The pass goes incomplete, but there's some yellow napkins to account for. It looks like that's going against Loveland. Referee pat his left hand on the top of his hat. Incomplete, it should be third down and goal. And it looks like the Tigers are gonna be backed up. Second and goal at their at Milford's, excuse me, 14 yard line. Legal legal man downfield to call here against Loveland. It's gonna be second down and goal. Now outside the 10. It'll be at the 14. 146 to play in the fourth. Loveland looking to strike. Down to Milford, 42-13. Cloud rolls out of the pocket, chased from the left, and finds a receiver shy of the original line of scrimmage and quickly swallowed up thanks to the initial help of Jared Peterson. It makes it third and goal right around Milford's 15-yard line. And if you're a Loveland Tiger, you got to like Calvin Cloud there, throwing it out to the guy in the flats and then hurry up, running over there to try to throw a block for him. That's a... That's a teammate right there. 114, the clock continues to tick. It's third and goal at Milford's 16-yard line. Cloud backs up, a back towards his right. Three receivers checking on the left. Man in motion is the back, heading to the left, making it four receivers, and it's bouncing, incomplete, looking for Weston Mansky, and it's incomplete for fourth down and goal at Milford's 16. Milford defense on the field. Loveland must convert on fourth and goal to keep their drive alive. Cloud now 
as two wide receivers on the left as the play clock down to 10 seconds. Two checking on the right, a back behind Cloud. Fourth and goal, five seconds left on the play clock. Spinning in the hands of Cloud, going to the left, and it sails over the head of the intended target, Lund. However, I believe that's defensive pass interference against Milford on the shelf in the back on Lund, and that might give the Tigers new life and a fresh set of downs with the ball. Actually, the two referees are going to talk about in the end zone. So go ahead and mark that as another drive kept alive by the uh, by a Milford penalty. It will actually be fourth and goal at the Milford nine now, since it was half the distance. Cloud with the handoff. Loveland trying to push that pile of Eagles. And Moore was stuffed outside the 10. Yeah, it looks like they tried to run that same play that Calvin Cloud got his first touchdown on. Tried that reverse, but unfortunately turned it upfield. Refs waving for the clock to stop, and it will stop with 28 seconds. Left in the fourth. Referees are talking it over. Well, I think the purpose of that may have just been so they could run the clock out and go shake hands, but kind of surprised here. I thought they might take a shot at the end zone there. Trying to get the Milford defense off guard with a run play. The Eagles front line, they were ready for Mason Moore. The clock reads 24 seconds left in the fourth as Milford leads 42 to 13 here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. And both teams will come out. It's first and 10. Milford expect the knee to hit that artificial turf and the rest of the time to be zapped away on that scoreboard facing southwards here at Loveland High School. Again, Loveland will be at home next week. They'll take on the Wolves of West Claremont, formerly the Amelia Barons and the Glen Estee Trojans. And there's the knee. The clock will tick down. And your final score will be the Milford Eagles, 42, and the Loveland Tigers, 13. 13. Milford improves to 3-2 and two on the year and 1-1 one and one in conference play. And the Loveland Tigers fall to 0-5 on the year and 0-2 in ECC action. As the fireworks shoot off from the Loveland Baseball Stadium. I still have never seen fireworks at a high school football game. Yeah, it's, definitely, it's definitely unique. Yeah, the officials are even watching it now. They're getting in the action as well. <laughs> oh, they're, they're actually talking with the coaching staff. So I'm not really sure what they're sorting out, but obviously the game's over, so not, nothing's going to... Well, as far as we know, nothing's going to impact this game. But seen some crazy things sometimes. Well, I guess we'll see. Tough loss for the Tigers tonight, but Milford, that... Offense, they soar on through. Milford's two losses when the Eagles have only scored seven points. Milford picks up their third win after scoring first in the game, improving to three and two overall. And Milford now hosts Anderson next week in a battle of Redskins and Eagles. That will be a good game, and that's a close rivalry between Milford and Anderson as well. Yeah, that'll be an exciting one to see for sure, and. Did see a nice couple nice drives here tonight by Loveland. Um, they, you know, obviously saw some things rolling, but uh, they got to figure out how to finish these drives out and get some points on the board here. So at the end of the day, they would get drive down and then have a drive stall or have a turnover. 
That's something they want to work on going forward. Gentlemen, any final words about tonight's match? I think uh, Loveland really took a step forward in moving the ball. Um, but like Kyle just mentioned, uh, they got stalled out. And I thought tonight was a, a night to really kind of get back on track with all of the help that Milford gave them throughout the game, uh, whether it was a penalty or, or a turnover or, or what you may have it. Um, I thought tonight was a night that they could have got something uh, going and put a couple more touchdowns up on the board. That will close out our broadcast here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For our engineer, Brock Faulkner, our color commentator, Kyle Howard, I'm Lee W. Mallon saying so long, and join us next week. We're back here at Loveland High School as the Tigers will take on the Wolves of West Claremont. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Your final, Milford 42, Loveland 13.